0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Ooh, all right, Tom. Episode 346 of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, second time trying to get out the gate. Wouldn't you know it? What else could it be but the technical difficulties? Tom, how the hell are you otherwise?
2: I'm doing good. I can't wait for the weekend. And we got so much fun things to talk about. Oh my goodness for the Spanish announce and just for pro wrestling fans in general. So, obviously, uh, this is a jam-packed show because we've got AEW Dynamite to talk about. We've got one of the biggest, most anticipated shows of the year, AEW Rampage, which who would have thought to say that at the beginning of the year, yeah. coming up tomorrow night. And then we've got SummerSlam on a Saturday. What? Oh,
1: by oh, the way... Oh, we got NXT on Sunday.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, but... We get to meet Eddie Kingston and go see a glory pro wrestling show. By the way, at the end of this episode, we've got a great interview with Dan, the dad, uh, for people who've been paying attention to us online. You know that we have sponsored a match at glory pro with down with the King. It is going to be Stallion Rogers versus Ricky Shane page brought to you by the Spanish announce table. We are so happy and proud to be associated with this match and this potion at the end of this, uh, gas bag of hot takes on and WWE. We've got a great interview with Dan, the dad that we did earlier in the week. Uh, but Tim, before we go any farther with all of that nonsense and all that fun and all of the just greatness that's happening, We got to get our weekly update. Are we going to the moon? Let's hear about this MJF coin.
1: Tom, it's a good thing uh, that we uh, are going on a trip this weekend to St. Louis. You and I to go see Dan, the dad and the crew and Eddie Kingston there at glory pro wrestling. Um, Get your tickets now Uh, because we are also in addition headed to St. Louis. We are also in addition headed to the moon, baby. That MJF coin is up 16% this week. We're, we're still down seventy nine percent overall, but hey! again, you know what I mean. Positive vibes, positive vibes. Here, yeah, show positive you. and paid. Sixteen percent up this week from last time, so it's it's we are due to be millionaires within probably a couple of days, maybe a week or so now. So everything's looking up. Everything's looking good. Right, I tell you what, everything's looking great
2: at the just great. exact right time. You know what I mean? At the exact right time, we've got all this momentum. We just got our first ever AEW Rampage episode out of the way. As I mentioned, we've got this Rampage episode this Friday night that just is going to be off the charts with anticipation. We had a really fun Dynamite episode. We've got SummerSlam. We've got everything going on. But let's kick it off with what we've always kicked it off with. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, we uh, we focus in on our favorite pro wrestling show, and that right now is AEW Dynamite, and that went down last night. On TNT. So, Tim,
1: if you're ready, let's talk about it. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm here on the chat. Join us on the chat if you're watching YouTube live. Um, if you're not watching live, you're watching later. Join us on the Twitter at Table Show. Use hashtag tweet the table. We'll read some in the show. Stay tuned for that later. Uh, but yes, I'm ready to hit this AW Dynamite. Yeah, so let's,
2: let's talk about it. They, man, they came out with one of the most creative uh, AW Dynamite opening segments I could think of in recent time. They had us hooked with the entrance of john moxley and eddie kingston that entrance up there with some of the best right now you know you talk about the nakamura from nxt i know it doesn't have the sing-along vibes that some of the other you know bobby rood's glorious did from nxt for example or the jungle boy or judas but when eddie kingston and john moxley are walking out with wild thing playing in the background that just gets the hair on my Arms standing up, I get goosebumps, I am all into it, and that's how they kicked off this show. And before they could even get to the ring, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 jump them, yeah. And then yeah. on top of that, 2.0 gets to the ring and says, Hey, Sting and Darby, we just jumped your boys, what are you gonna do about it? And then here they come, we get Sting and Darby Allen. And this is a Texas tornado tag match. Tim, uh, we can go into the details, but before we do, what'd you think of this match? What'd you think of this opening segment?
1: This was fun. I like that, you know, kind of, we'll call it a swerve, right? Of the like, oh, you get attacked by somebody that like, we had no reason to expect that they would attack you. And now, I mean, think about the 2.0 versus Moxley Kingston murder that is about to happen. You think these guys put sting over? They are about mm-hmm. to probably just get thrown around the building by Moxley and Kingston. So hey.
2: But it makes sense from a storyline perspective because if you recall, two weeks ago, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 on an episode of, I believe, Elevation, where it might have been dark. Sometimes I get those shows confused. They called out the three toughest guys in AW, Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. And so those three got a victory over daniel garcia and 2.0 so it would make sense that as heels 2.0 and daniel garcia like hey fuck these guys and if we get if we get you know our asses started getting kicked in this texas tornado tag match they can't come out to help them so let's just take them out before it even starts i thought it was a smart heel move and then as i mentioned then they get into this tag match uh i think you know we can talk about, uh, as I mentioned, some of the details. One of the things that I thought was interesting is Daniel Garcia was still hanging around, and you got to see Eddie Kingston uh, get up and take Daniel Garcia out. It's like, oh no, 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 we're gonna have a fair fight here. It's not gonna be three on two. So he takes out Daniel Garcia. They go, you know, off screen and presumably fight till the end of the night. You know, who knows? Uh, but I think the spot of the night was 2.0 doing the double power bomb to Sting and at. What is he, 438 years old? Sting just pops up, gives us the 1992 beating of the chest, and he no-sells it. Darby Allen kicks 2.0 right into him, and we get the double scorpion death drops, and then we get the double scorpion death locks. Obviously, Darby Allen and Sting get the victory. What would you think of that finish, though?
1: Yeah, the finish. So, starting with the the no selling of the table i'm like i get a no selling of a table moment sometimes and and ultimately if we really think about it putting you through one of those tables is not really all that painful you know um i mean it's yeah listen it's not fun but like it's not yeah it's not like oh my god i can't walk now because you put me through this table right so i get maybe a no sell if you're really like i'm ready to fight um but you're 79 years old right so no fact checking here but at a zero Yeah, at a zero. 790? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 79 years old, I think. Um, So, uh, you know, eh, it just felt weird. And then, like you said, the double thing. Meanwhile, like, it took forever to get off, so uh, Mr. Sting's son over there, Darby Allen, has got a stall with weird facial expressions for a Mm -hmm. while, you know, like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I I thought... Yeah, I thought, again, you can always, with hindsight, you can always pinpoint and needle pick all these segments to death, right? I think if, again, I could have had a, a look through over the script or over the match, I think the no-selling of the table spot was awesome. That was really cool. It reminded me a lot of from Revolution when uh, Kenny Omega kicked out at 1.0 uh from the young bucks finisher you yeah, know the yeah, was, the yeah, right, uh yeah. B trigger you know and he kicked out at one he's like you motherfuckers did this to me right I mean, more than that. like
1: right
2: yeah i like that sting did that now here's where i think we buried 2.0 a little bit and we could have sold that table spot a little bit better i wasn't a huge fan i, I like the double death drops right because that would make sense hey come right into my arms we'll fuck you both i'm throwing you both on your head but the double scorpion deathlocks that made you kind of look like jobbers and we just said 2.0 is all elite well not really what the fuck are they doing here they just got double scorpion deathlocked right you know what i'm saying so if you yeah. do it to one and then if darby allen comes up with a submission of his own and he does it to the other guy right that'd be better and then the other thing that i would have done because i feel like the instant you know uh hot take from everyone online and us as well, is that Sting is old as shit, and he took that table bump and no-sold it. So I think what I would've liked to see is Sting then maybe grab some ribs, maybe say like, Darby, what the hell, you need to help me out of here. Like, (laughs) that was was all I had, you know what I mean? Like, that would've been nice to see, you know?
1: All of that was just, yeah, I think it, it ended with less of a bang than it started with, but I mean, all in all, the whole from the, hey, this isn't your moment, Moxley, this is ours, into that's no, still not yours right yeah we've so, all of it worked pretty well so it feels nitpicky to, to you know i know what they were going yeah for it. It of course like, you know it was a 70 year old man who went through a table so maybe it took him a little longer to make that turn on the on the uh you know stinger whatever they call it the and- leg lock or whatever right Deathlock, yeah. yeah uh
2: yeah. and again 20 years since his last match on tnt which was the last match of wcw's history Ric flair versus sting yeah. rick flair wrestling in a t-shirt which made me a little sad but whatever um so yeah it was good to see sting in action and in a, in a spot that wasn't on all out you know what i mean it was good to see that sting does just doesn't wrestle on your pay-per-views he can show up on a dynamite and still give you 10 to 15 minutes so i thought it was really good for all things involved again i'm just nitpicking here of what i think i could have done better because if i had the pencil i can do it better than you (laughs) but you know what i'm saying so let's go into after the match we get a i guess pre-taped uh interview in the ring from sammy guevara who proposed to his girlfriend and she said yes said
1: yes i i don't imagine they would have shown it if she said oh nothing. that would
2: have been fun if she said let me think on yeah, it she would have been give like, me a night to sleep on you it. could have
1: told me i would have wore my best dress and you fucking you know.
2: <laughs> well and so here's the thing my, hair for this, you asshole.
1: my wife did well, say and- that she was like not to say that like she didn't look nice or anything she was like she was like she was like that was clearly a surprise and it, and she's like the the more proper thing would have been like have somebody like smarten somebody up to get her you know what i mean like no you can't probably. you know
2: why no you know why because that would have fucked her you know why or fucked him mm. this is why i got that in my head oh i got mm, this co-worker who i no longer work with you know who the fuck you are screwed me on my engagement she got into my head and she said hey it's important if you're gonna do a surprise engagement like I know that when I got engaged and then people started looking at my ring and started taking pictures, I wish my nails were done. Like I wish that I had yeah. my nails done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a couple days before, and again, mind you, I've never asked a fucking thing about a nail in my life. I'm asking my wife now, but again, my girlfriend, before we yeah. got engaged, I was like, Hey, your, your nails, would you like to get those done? You know, I kind of just want to treat you. Here's and the she's rookie like,
1: move you did, Tom here's the rookie move is you asked you got to get a friend who will no. bring up something well, in conversation yeah. that's normal
2: now again maybe in sammy guevara and his now fiance's relationship maybe but no not here right because any friends asking my wife there then like no i'm not gonna fucking do that that's that's rude so anyhow you don't smarten them up it's fine she was fine uh but here's what i was going to talk about and we'll talk about rampage uh your thoughts on rampage here in a moment. Uh if you want my hot takes, my instant reaction. We did an instant reaction video on the YouTube channel, so go check that out. Uh, but this is now back to back moments. Sammy Guevara gets the uh heartfelt segment of the week because he got on Rampage the opportunity to give Fuego del Sol his contract and now we get to see him. The next thing he's doing is getting engaged. So what what are we doing to Sammy Guevara? Just ultimate baby face?
1: Uh, yeah i mean it does sound like that's where it's going right like i mean and he's hot like he's got the um he's got the fire right now i think so so take it yeah i would i would run with it It, the inner circle thing feels like it maybe i mean maybe they don't have to have we've talked about this you don't have to have an end to everything they can just go their separate ways for a while but um maybe they do that maybe they run with this like jericho's saying we'll get into that and then you know maybe just let sammy go be a superstar for a little while on his own him a little yeah you know Miro's well and he the, the tnt title right now but maybe if he doesn't in a little bit right, then maybe mm-hmm. sammy gets a run or maybe see yeah. the guy they can take it off of him
2: i wouldn't hate any of those ideas so after the commercial break speaking about sammy looking like a million dollars uh we get sammy guevara versus sean spears and again this is texas and sammy is over in texas and he just does all the fun stuff we get a really fun uh moment when both of them are up on the top rope, Sean Spears gives the middle finger, which, hey, I, I like the middle finger, right? The middle finger is fine. But I kind of feel like in wrestling, we talk about, hey, if you have a chair shot moment in the second match, maybe not do it in the main event, right? And we got a lot of middle fingers in yeah, this episode.
1: I, don't know if MJF knew he was, I mean, they, they clearly did the spot, but who knows if he knew that, like going into like. Every, like early in the evening maybe like they're like yeah oh, that's true bit with the thing yeah
2: yeah but yeah but anyhow anyhow yeah it was a middle finger spot and then we get sammy does a cutter to uh to sean spears uh there was a huge um 530 splash that i thought was interesting because sean spears kicked out of that but then we got the 6 30 whatever it's called you know 6 30 kick to the dick the and that took out sean's
1: plancha dive
2: oh okay yeah that one that one um, but Sammy okay. Guevara gets the, gets the win. And then afterwards, uh, he goes to kiss his fiance. Uh, my question to you is post-match, do we start to run with Sammy's going to get married or does this just, Hey, it was Texas. Yeah. We did it on special uh, night. No, Let's it move on. Been
1: great. If like, yeah, like he gets the match, he wins. And then he goes to kiss her and she gives him the, the Kansas city cunt punt, you know? And
2: well, she could, like, we got time. If she's, she's like, going to be an on air character. told
1: me, so I could have done my nails. D- uh. Speaking of nails, all right,
2: no, God <laughs> dang gets... it! bad that fucking coworker. God, I, I, so I, I thought my got
1: her fired for that. I don't give a
2: shit. I oh, I sh- should have. I love my uh, the way I did it too. Anyhow, but that's personal no- noise. We don't need to talk about that. Let's get back into uh, ADW Dynamite. So let's go back to Tony Schiavone. He did a ton of these interviews. The first one being backstage with Christian. This one didn't hit well with me. And this is why. So we get Christian Cage before he can even talk. Don Callis interrupts, but says everything that he already said the week before. Hey, Christian Cage, good to see you again. It's like, what did you forget that you guys were in the ring last week doing this? Like, I didn't understand this segment, but what did you take away from it? If anything.
1: I mean, I thought the same thing. I, I really was like, I thought this is exactly what they said last week, but maybe I'm wrong, but uh, this didn't, sa- you know what I mean? And look, they're good. Like they're fun to watch each other insult each other, but.
2: Oh yeah. And it's, yeah, it was really fun. And I like, again, Don Callis's line of, uh, you got a great finisher. Can't wait for Kenny Omega to kick out at two. You know, all the fun things that he says, it just, he said it again. And for a show that just puts in, You know, 10 pounds of awesomeness into a five pound bucket like you you don't need filler segments that just say the same thing. So I didn't think that this was useful. But again, it wasn't bad. It was just something that I observed Uh, after the commercial break. After they do their segment, uh, we had a video package talking about Dante Martin. And if you haven't seen, uh, I believe it's A.W. Dark, the Tuesday night show, he has a match with Lee Moriarty and it is very it. good okay. very good and it's an interesting finish i won't give away what it is but i'd say it's the main event of AEW dark it's worth your time check it out here's my question the other uh brother i know he's on the shelf i think he's injured and he's rehabbing but right now it kind of feels like it feels like uh the other brother is the marty you know and we got the Sean, and the other the other guy already got marty well, genett
1: we used to say um what was, was, you know, Private Party and Top Flight? We were like, hey, something's got to give here. These are the same gimmick. And so Private Party's sticking with it. And you guys mm-hmm. have now been separated for a long period of time. You really can't come back with the same gimmick, right? Like,
2: But what do we do? Because if that other guy who, I, I complete transparency, I was not aware of Top Flight before they got to AEW, so I couldn't tell you if they had PWG matches or whatever it was. Never saw
1: them. Yeah, but but if this right?
2: other guy... Huh?
1: They got to fight. It's a built-in feud.
2: That's what I'm saying. Do you just go brother, brother? Like, do we say, "Hey, brothers are, are going to fight in or here"?
1: The actual brothers. I believe so. Oh, okay. Mm.
2: Yeah. So. What did the Regals do? It's going to be interesting. What's that?
1: The Regals never fought, right? Did they?
2: Not yet. Mm. Still it's young brewing. in their career. The story is yet. Well, to be they, haven't had, They're waiting they haven't had. They haven't had a you brother. get
1: hired on to be the writer. Yeah.
2: And then. That makes sense. Uh. But they haven't had brothers fight in AEW, and they've got a ton of brothers in AEW. You know, so yeah. maybe this the is the first
1: set. When did the young bucks do it?
2: Oh, hopefully never. God, just two promos from oh, they them. I will just want one segment. So
1: with the yeah, meta I know. Explode,
2: I know. Let's move on. Rockers hey, references. so, so let's get into what I thought was the promo of the night because. I think it was a shoot and that is Tony Schiavone's in the ring and Dan Lambert, the (laughs) owner of American top team is standing in the ring with Andre Arlovsky and junior Dos Santos. I know you don't know who they are, but they're beating the fuck out of anyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyone backstage is getting their ass kicked by these two guys. But Dan Lambert is, I feel like they hired Dan Lambert purely for, fucking with jim Cornette because he is just jim Cornette in AEW, right like talking about cancel culture talking about yeah and he's not way, right? is
1: that he's, i mean maybe to some extent i mean he's an alpha male who owns a business but like he's not outwardly normally this guy right like is the limit or is he
2: look um, so the only thing i know about dan lambert is he is one of the biggest pro wrestling fans in the mma world yeah if you were to rank you know uh, pro wrestling fans who are also prominent imminent MMA uh personalities he's one or two you know what i mean okay. uh it's like him tom lawler are fighting for the top spot as far as pro wrestling fans yeah so maybe as far as what he is personally yeah. i don't know yeah. colby covington was there he was the trump guy could be a little of that i don't know but he's playing whatever this role is perfectly i just feel like this is an this is a huge rib on Jim Cornette, they're like, you know what, Jim Cornette needs a little space in AEW. Let's just get Dane Lambert to do his job because Jim Cornette's not going to do it, right? Like yeah, Jim, Jim Cornette's going to give you the middle, middle I, finger. So Jim Cornette, would have him, good. but. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> don't yeah. Jim Cornette will do, do anything for, for for money. I'll do anything for money. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, look, hey, it was a great heel promo because I hated everything he said, but I did like oh, that, you know I mean? it. Ah, loved it. He's good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And but he yeah, didn't
2: for, stumble on his words. Uh-uh. He had charisma. I mean, he looked like he was
1: legitimately like he did it well enough too, where it seemed like it wasn't super polished. Like he practiced it a bunch. Like he's legit, just like, yeah, hey, you fucking dorks. Like, yeah, look at you. You fucking <laughs> suck. <laughs> like it had like it wasn't stumbling but it had like real pacing right it mm-hmm. had like a real guttural like just stream of consciousness feel right yeah yeah, it was a shoot interview was, again that's yeah. what i felt like yeah he i thought it was, great. was really going off the top of the dome and it was like all right well guy like i could you know if mm-hmm. you don't have two of the most baddest motherfuckers to ever live standing beside you i've got a whole lot to say about what you're saying right however <laughs> I, lance so lance archer, Ar- I am not
2: <laughs> yeah so lance archer does come out and says like you know we're gonna kick your ass again and so we get arlovsky and junior dos santos to square up in, in the ring but before lance archer could even make it into the ring the men of the year scorpio sky and ethan page jump from from jump him from behind so what do you think of this? Are we going to get possibly Dan Lambert manages men of the year and they become the, you know, cancel culture tag team? Or, or is this just, hey, thanks for helping us out. Fuck this guy. We're going to beat his ass too.
1: Dan Lambert leading anybody would be great for that person or team. Mm-hmm. The men of the year becoming the like anti-woke warrior heel tag team. Ooh, staying sleazy like they are, right? Like, not going like, not going camo anti woke, but going like alpha male, you know what I mean? Like, what's wrong? So I put a little pill in the drink. Who gives a shit? Like, not to that extreme, yeah, right? But like, no, those but kind like, of sleazy bastards, yeah.
2: Yeah, you do Wolf of Wall Street yeah. type of sleaze. Where it's like, of course I bought a boat without paying taxes on it. That's yeah. what you do, yeah. you woke warrior. What are you yeah. going to tw- send a tweet about it?
1: Yeah, who cares that you I know? got – I came here in a Humvee and then I rented another one to get out of here, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's just like – Then yeah, I still and Ubered using... out of here, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah right.
0: Yeah.
2: Who yeah. cares that, I, that I'm doing cameos and I haven't sent one yet, but I've got $10,000 already sent to my bank account. Like, yeah, it's like – Dude, you fu- but then everything is like, what are you gonna send a tweet? Oh, you're gonna cancel me, and then like that's the whole thing, and then Dan Lambert just mm. spews his bullshit. Mm. That's
1: a fun so tactic. Can get Max Caster in the phone. All right, never mind. Hey, easy, <laughs> hey. Easy, easy. Easy. easy, easy, easy.
2: So uh, we get a backstage promo mm. from Chris Jericho, essentially just saying, "Hey." Uh, crowd sing my entrance song when when I get out there. I thought that was a little weird because I thought we kind of already knew that, so it felt a little odd of like, hey, they're gonna sing my song. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But it was still good cool, uh, as far as when yeah, we get fine. to the main it event. It was a good promo. Yeah. But this this promo didn't do too much. Right. uh But then we get one of the f- more fun matches I've seen for a championship: the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express, and God. Dang it, Tim! I really thought we were going to pull the trigger with Jurassic Express. I did too.
1: I did too. I thought several times during that match, I was like, "Oh, this is it! Holy shit, they're going to do it!" I several times I was trying to temper that because I was like, "No, they just did this to Kenny Omega. They're not going to do it to the Bucks." Also, And, and I mean, they didn't. You know, spoiler alert there. But man, I thought oh a couple times. And then they had the move of the night, which at first I thought they fucked up, and the guy was going to fall and break his neck. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, I don't even know that triple spinning over his balls. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the throw the Christ. fucker in the air. Uh, he turns into a pizza dough, and I am gonna power bomb the pizza dough. Whatever Gosh, the fuck that move damn, is, Yeah
1: man, just this it was the pokey spinning ball of death, and he just fucking mm-hmm. just flung him. So that was crazy, fucking... and this was this
2: was really cool because this was the first time in a while that it felt like, even though Jungle Boy is the star of this tag team. It was Luchasaurus getting the like so, hot tag yeah. baby face cheers. Back
1: to that move, so he like throws him up, and he kind of like instead of like doing the like I'm also gonna like throw him over with you, he just like spun him. He essentially did the pro wrestling version of ghost wide ghost riding the whip, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you like just like hopped off and was like you yeah! <laughs> and just let it go. Just like let's see what happens. Let's see where this fucking guy lands. Yeah, and they caught him. Thought I it was mean, great. Thankfully they, they caught, caught him, him. <laughs> but.
2: Thank God, because that would have been a weird conversation for today's podcast. Yeah, that
1: was great. Um, the aftermath was very convoluted, of course. Like, there was a whole lot going on there, um, you know. Um, so, but- yeah.
2: Uh, be- yeah, before we get there, though, um, as you mentioned, the the end is what they essentially did with the Kenny Omega Christian Cage match, except for uh, it, it backfires, but it doesn't cost them. I thought that's where Jurassic Express was going to get the victory. I thought then the theme was, was, Hey, this is maybe the, the dismantling of the super elite because we have dissension because you can't ever fucking help me. Every time you try, one of us gets screwed over. I lost my world title. You guys lost your tag titles. What the fuck's happening? You know, maybe we should go our separate race, but the young bucks do retain. Jurassic Express does not get uh, the the victory and become your new champs. However, they're going to start this four-team number one contender uh tournament, and then the winner of that tournament gets a shot at the Young Bucks at All Out in a cage match. And this is where the gimmick makes sense, right? Because if you watch this match, it was Brandon Cutler. It was the Good Brothers. It was... Kenny Omega, you know, all these people outside forces affecting the match. Look
1: how many people come out with it. Exactly.
2: And so sometimes the cage match can be like, Hey, for the safety of fans, we need you guys confined to just this area.
1: You're not going to. And then it also,
2: right. But then it also can be, no, 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 no. We're not allowing anyone in here. It's just me and you. And so whoever comes out, as the victor of this four team tournament, I think it's perfect that it's a cage match at all out against the young bucks. Thought that was really good.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: All right. So then uh, after the commercial break, Oh, wait a minute before we get to the commercial break, Tony Schiavone is again backstage this time with Britt Baker and Britt Baker and introduces the muscle. So again, uh, from rampage, we've got Jamie Hayter now as the, I guess, right hand woman yeah. of Britt Baker, because we already have rebel um, and hater essentially challenges red velvet and says, like, I'll kick your ass by myself. So, Tim, we'll kind of touch on Rampage uh, as far as your overall thoughts. However, the main event from Rampage was Britt Baker retaining over red velvet Jamie Hater or yeah, Jamie Hater. Uh, debuting, taking out Chris Statlander. What did you think of all of that before we get into your comments on this?
1: I'm a little worried. They're kind of sum them up together that this hater thing is a little, it's going to muddy the waters with the Britt Baker. I think the formula works so great and rebel doesn't have to be physically involved to fill her, to fulfill her role. Right? Like she is as physically involved as she needs to be, even with the crutch. It's almost better to some extent. You know what I mean? Um, this hater is a completely different vibe. So they'll have to attack that character differently. And it looks like they're already there where she's kind of like, she's not in on the games and the fucking, the DMD, like she's just here to fucking fold arms, and kick ass, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then it almost feels like that's tailor made for a, we're going to f- make her the face monster here in a few months when she finally just doesn't take Britt Baker shit anymore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> which I don't want. So,
2: cou- right. So a couple things. And one of the, the points I'll make here is a, a point that I made on the instant reaction is I thought Jamie Hader debuting in the way she did wasn't great because it was the debut episode. And let's not, you know, act like we're we're too dumb to the wrestling rumors here. It's rumored that we got some really high profile debuts coming sooner rather than later, right? Mm -hmm. And so for those expectations of the CM punks, the Daniel Bryans, the Ruby Riots, you know, all of these top level talent, and I'm not saying Jamie Hader can't be that in the future, but I just felt like that was underwhelming for it to be her. One thing also, after a second viewing, I can definitely see how people thought for a split second that that was Becky Lynch <laughs> making yeah. a debut yeah. and a little Becky Lynch vibe to her. But to your point, I think it is muddying the waters because yeah, we already have Rebel. And Rebel does the chicken shit thing, but still hits you with a crutch, which hurts, right? So, what is Hater going to do? Just powerbomb you? So, now, if we have some dissension there, right? Rebel gets jealous of Hater. Hater gets jealous of Rebel. Britt Baker's caught in between. Now, we can have some fun stories there, but that takes away from Britt Baker as champion. You know what I mean? Then we become Britt Baker's secondary story is... She's the baddest bitch in the division. So, I wasn't a big fan of adding another person to Britt Baker. I'm also not the biggest fan. And in this promo, she cuts a heel promo. <laughs> Look, this feels like John Cena in reverse. Where when John Cena was coming out, we were like, "Fuck this guy," and WWE was like, "Nope, you love him, don't you?" Here's some more T-shirts and AW brit baker comes out and we go we love you Britt. dmd and then they go but she's gonna beat up your favorite yeah. chris Statlander. she's gonna kick her ass it's like
1: what yeah why would you do no, that no yeah,
2: don't right. you know and so it just doesn't fit right now Britt baker is kind of in this weird space where i think she's still figuring out the character i'll tell her about all this this weekend by the way oh, yeah, i'm gonna go to i'm going to comic-con tim you're yeah. gonna be meeting her this Saturday during SummerSlam. <laughs> not watching SummerSlam. I'm going to meet Bret Baker instead. Uh, so I'll, I'll inform her of all of these things. Oh, so don't you worry, about That's good of Tim. you. That's good of you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm doing it for the Table Nation, obviously. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so after Brett Baker's interview, we get a video package of Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> it's not good. It's,
2: it's not even Orange Cassidy is bad. Another thing uh that i wanted your opinion on is when christian cage beat um kenny omega for the impact world championship backstage mark henry who has some room for improvement but, but mark henry does an interview with christian cage like hey isn't it great to be impact world champion and you know christian cage and jurassic express are throwing their hands up champagne's going everywhere but behind them is orange cassidy just kind of keeping an eye on what this promo's about and I feel like that's the direction I want orange Cassidy to go Matt Hardy. And we've talked about this, Matt Hardy and that family office, whatever it is, it is not dynamite worthy. There is yeah, other. Yeah. It's bad. To
0: the
2: point yeah, to the point where I want the wingman in this spot, instead of Matt Hardy in the family office, if you put in JD Drake or Ryan Nemeth or pretty Peter Avalon, the, the, the little sled what the fuck is that called the uh, sensual sled the
1: sensual sled is that what
2: he yeah uh, it, yeah th- that he gets better. pulled yeah. on it's way, way better, better than this matt hardy stuff i will take right now aw i know you're listening and again Britt, i'll tell you on saturday in person so you can pass it on to tony but let's get orange cassidy if we're gonna have him in just a meaningless feud until he does this impact world championship thing if that's what he does Let's have him go up against pretty Peter Avalon. That's more fun than broken hip Matt Hardy, you know? Yeah, I do know. Anyhow, yeah. Speaking of broken hips in the next segment, we get Tony Schiavone in the ring and he introduces Paul White. Mm. And oh, God, Tim. Hmm. Ah, fuck. But it's because we had Dan the dad. We have yeah, Dan the Dad after our picks on SummerSlam, which means we had to push Cutie to next week. God, I'm so sorry, Cutie
1: Marshall. For anybody who's new, really loves us, loves this podcast, has been trying. Number to get one, on. check it on Twitter.
2: Check it on Twitter. He's been trying one. to get
1: on and we keep every. We, he's in the queue again. He probably went off by now. We've been at this for a while, more than half an hour. He probably dropped off. He's a busy guy. He's got students to teach things mm-hmm. to, and we're sorry. Quad quad track marsupial. We love you. Sorry. We'll get you next week. Next week, buddy.
2: Next week. But in this segment, let's just cut to the chase. Uh, QT Marshall exposes that Paul White has some hip issues, had a couple surgeries. Paul White said, I don't give a shit. Guess what? Here's my announcement. It's me and you at all out. What do you think, Tim? Yay. Here's where I think this match can be used to its fullest potential Yeah, is we've talked about how it's insulting to the women's division to always have that before your main event, because that's your, let's get them down to get them back up. If get them down to get them back up, Paul white and QT Marshall, where we get Paul white to do the choke slam is perfect right right before your main event, you
1: get a wedgie, you get a, a fist, you get a choke slam. Yeah, and you get all the play- and you, you, you know, you do it
2: and you can even tease like a Nick camarado thing where Paul White can hit him in the head with, you know, or hit him in the back with a chair and Nick no sells it. And then the refs have to separate them. And then Paul gets it's the victory so over can, QT Marshall.
1: This. All right. He's got yeah. Hand up.
2: Yeah, this is all. I think it's best possible outcome is for pro wrestling terms. The piss break before your main event or on your pre-show if you give me this as a pre-show to get everyone excited hey paul white can do a choke slam here then fine but i don't want this to kick off the show i don't want this to be second matt like no, no one cares no one again this is where if you're gonna use paul white and qt marshall is good i actually think i said this on our twitter at Table Show. Watching the promo from QT Marshall on this episode, uh, or on Dynamite's uh, episode this week, I feel like he is one hundred percent made for Monday Night Raw.
1: Yeah, I mean, he I, is. I saw that tweet, and it fits.
2: Yeah, the promo style, the the artificial reactions, because they're not bad. Nothing that he does is bad, but everything that he does. Is like Monday Night Raw doesn't click, <laughs> so I feel like that's where you should go. Um, but yeah, I again maybe you substitute Paul White out with Ryan Nemeth, or you substitute Paul White out. Uh, again, he's in some uh trouble right now, but Max caster you know, like yeah. that would be a little bit better than Paul White and QT Marshall because they're just old guys. One has hair plugs, the other one has a bad hip. Who the fuck cares? Nobody like, cares. I don't. Anyhow, uh, after that uh, announcement of Paul White versus QT Marshall at All Out, we get Jade Cargill, and she calls out Kira Hogan, formerly of Impact Wrestling. She calls her out for a match on this Friday night's Rampage episode. Pretty cool, I thought. What did you think?
1: Yeah, it's – I – It's more of this forbidden door stuff, right? Like we're we're getting. Although is Kier Hogan, she's there now, right? Like, I, I think she
2: is. Hands. Yeah, I think she's a free agent. I don't know if it's an impact so, wrestler. Yeah, I mean, Fort look, this ben is thing.
1: one of the talents that we would hear name dropped outside of the big, you know, things. So I'm interested to see what she's got see Because I, I haven't watched enough. I don't think a Kier Hogan to really have a like a great. You know, I've seen her a time or two. So what I do know is that everybody talks well of Kier Hogan. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where they take it.
2: Yeah, I've always enjoyed her work uh, the limited amount of times I've seen her on Impact Wrestling. I think this is why I was such a fan of this announcement is, as we've talked about and hinted about, and we'll talk about here in a little bit. But this Friday night's episode of Rampage is going to be the most anticipated show of the year, even more than SummerSlam. And to put two African-American women in a show of this magnitude, I think shows that like you can really get behind some of this talent that isn't getting all the exposure it necessarily has been getting right. Like that's a great spot for Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan to get on such a big show. Right. And you know, we, we applauded and said until we're red in the face about how awesome it was that Sasha Banks took on Bianca Belair in the main event, even though it was night one, not night two, the main events, the actual last uh, match of the show yeah, you know, regardless of, of what main, main event.
1: events that they always talk about but whatever yeah
2: they don't know the main event is always the last match yeah. of the of the entire right. event right you know if it's a if it's a three-day festival and it's a music concert in the three-day festival if if it's foo fighters that's the last band then they main have ended the festival yeah. it's not night one night two night. that's not a fucking thing so yeah. sorry to, to break your bubble but anyhow for all the hoopla and praise that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair got. I thought this was a good move from AEW to put two African American women on the most anticipated show of the year. So I like that.
1: Yeah, I like it too.
2: Now let's get into man, I just thought this was an afterthought. Taz is in the ring. He introduces Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks says, Hey, Brian Cage, let's talk face to face. And Brian Cage and Powerhouse Homs are punching each other in the face. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I, they really slow roll these Taz segments, don't they? In the storylines. I don't know if that's him been there. Be like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't, can't do that this week. Let's do another week of this.
2: <laughs> and we'll
1: wait for that. I don't know.
2: I don't know, but this just feels
1: like everyone is wasting I their time. that they, like, screwed over Cage. And I was like, oh, yeah.
2: And especially in Texas, because if memory serves me correct, Ricky Starks is over like Sammy Guevara in the great state of Texas, which Texas feels like a cult, but we'll talk about that later. Um, it is. And all you had him do was just walk out, do a pose, and then cue video and run away. Like... It felt like a waste. of t- it, was, it felt like how I, I felt with Christian Cage and Don Callis's promo, where it's like you're not doing anything different than you did last week. The show needs, the show has other talent that we could be showing here. So get the fuck off the TV. So I love Taz. Taz is still one of my top ten favorite pro wrestlers of all time. I like Team Taz as a concept when it started. I was all in on it, but what they're doing right now needs to stop. It's just nope. A big nope.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. It's really underwhelming. Underwhelming is a great way to say it. It just, it's... It fit on raw.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it was minimal story to begin with, right? Like, I mean, they pulled a swerve, but like with minimal storytelling behind it, outside of just like, we knew they were angry at each other, but it just, yeah... Yes, Ricky Starks was the better character to pull the swerve and be a heel, but like he's also the wrong character to stay in the group. So it's just been a Mm -hmm. weird mix.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. So let's move on. We get Tony Schiavone backstage again. God, he was everywhere this episode. Uh, He's backstage with Death Triangle, and we get right to the. We cut right to the chase. We get um, at all out, Pac versus Andrade now andrade said i'll face you at all out but you have to agree to my terms and i didn't catch what those terms were so we'll see i guess or did you did you catch it because i did, I did not. not i did not okay so i don't know exactly what those terms are uh but it looks at looks like at all out we'll get Pac versus andrade now again if i'm booking the show that's what i'm kicking the pay per view off with getting death triangle walking out flames everywhere i'm getting andrade looking like a million dollars maybe have him come out in a stretch limo or whatever it is to like get the pizzazz of it have those motherfuckers do 750 different flips and let's get right to it and have some fun yeah. you know what should happen Ooh, you know what should happen yeah. i don't know if you caught this on twitter uh but at triple mania andrade took on kenny omega for the triple a heavyweight championship and before he made his way to the ring, he was accompanied by the 16 time world
1: heavyweight oh, champion, Ric Flair, who may or may now, not have had a fun. Ah, that wasn't him. wasn't him. Either. That was <laughs> no, dumb. Uh,
2: Ric Flair. Ric Flair loves to flaunt. What the fuck he does, but I don't think he's flaunting no. like that on a train. No, and
1: that's what he like. He even said it with him. He's like, I don't ride trains. He didn't yeah. say like I wouldn't have done such a thing. Yeah, he's, he's said, like, I, like mean... I wouldn't have been on a train. <laughs> <laughs> love <laughs> it. Best.
2: So I think you got a couple weeks to tell a fun story here, and I love Chavo. Think he's fun. Think he's great in his role here. But let's kick his ass to where he can't show up to all out, and let's have Andrade. Pull a one up on Death Triangle and he has Ric Flair accompany him to the ring. Huh? You think that? I like that idea.
1: Uh, I do. <laughs> I love Chavo. I love what he does here, but let's kick his ass. <laughs> let's kick his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I do. Let's have
1: more, him serve a purpose. Let's kick his you ass. Know? I mean, fuck that well, guy. Let's right kick in. his ass. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. He's yes. Great. Hey, I like Chavo here. I like that Andrade has a, a line or two that he'll practice and say while he's, you know what I mean, working on English, which it does seem either he they let him do more here or he's getting better at. Um, but Chavo then can kind of fill in the rest of that. He's not speaking for him necessarily at the time, but he's doing the majority of the talking. To get it out on English television, but we still get the idea of he's like, hey, fuckheads doing with a guy like that. Look at this Mm -hmm. fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy is I'm paraphrasing, but that's what they said. No, I think that was verbatim. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. They said, look at this fucking Uh, guy. Yeah. Ah.
2: So let's get into right before the main event. Tim, you know what time it is.
1: Oh, it's the women's match. (laughs)
2: Now, Now, I will say this had a story to it before we got to the match. If you watched Elevation, Penelope Ford picked up the victory. After the match, she's still beating up her opponent. Thunder Rosa was on commentary. Thunder Rosa's like, fuck that. You don't just beat up on women uh, just because you're better than them. Runs down in the ring, chases off Penelope Ford. We get the match at Dynamite. So I like that we have a little bit of a story here. Also, full transparency, Uh, I will always welcome Penelope Ford on a television set. I enjoy her ring attire and I enjoy Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa got the biggest pop of the night. I felt like outside of the main event with uh, Chris Jericho. She was over as much as anyone else and God, she's a badass. Isn't she like, I want her to like beat up someone like just, and she kind of did with Penelope yeah. Ford, but you know what I'm saying? She's got that grit of like, fuck, I, I think she's going to really knock out someone. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, she did seem uh, like she was really ready to throw some haymakers if need be. Um, yeah. I, man, I'm coming around on the Penelope Ford train as well in that, like every match I see, I'm like, God damn, she like goes hard. Like there is no, Oh, she's not yeah. pulling up. She's not like, she's one of yeah. the toughest ones out there, man.
2: Yeah. And let me clarify. Uh, I enjoy Penelope Ford aesthetically; she's easy on the eyes. But as far as an entering competitor, I mean, go look at some of her GCW matches that she had with Ethan Page. Uh, she had a GCW match not too long ago, I think, on Homecoming Night Two. Like she can get down, and she gets down in this match too. They they have a little bit of a fist fight there towards the middle of the match. Uh, I'm just saying Thunder Rosa comes out with that energy that song kind of puts you in a mood to where you might want to do a mosh pit just because fucking why not and she gets another victory and it feels again kind of I will always make ECW comparisons for long time listeners you know that Tim obviously you know that but it feels a lot like what we're doing here with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa now they've already fought but we're doing the Taz Sabu thing where One person looks, you know, unconquerable and the biggest badass in the world and the other one shooting up like a rocket up the rankings and they're parallel right now, but they're eventually going to cross. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Hopefully that happens sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it.
2: Now, I want your opinion on this. Uh, Shocker, Tony Schiavone's backstage. Uh, He talks to Brock and Arn Anderson. And it's announced that next week on dynamite, Brock Anderson is going to get murdered by Malachi black.
1: Yeah. He's going to get straight up.
2: What if he does it?
1: Wouldn't that be so fucking cool? (laughs) What if
2: Brock Anderson's like, I'm the fucking badass in the family. He won't. But what, what do you think we, we get out of this? uh, I just think we're going to
1: get this and somebody's going to come out and maybe try to help. And they're going to get a little murder too. And then, Cody Rhodes or who? No, it's not Cody, right? It's going to be somebody else. Oh, who's it going to be? Dustin. Oh, you think it's going to be Dustin? You think they're going to stick with the roads? There won't be like another
2: one last ride. Oh, good God. Tom, I, don't, like I don't want it to be that. Yeah. Now I will say, I like this segment because Arn Anderson essentially told his son, Hey, thank you. Because I understand he kicked my head uh, into the fifth row. You obviously got mad about that, but you're going to get hurt. And Brock Anderson was like, again, paraphrasing uh-huh. here, but like,
1: bitch, I'm not. Well, I I mean, I, I think he kind of was like, I mean, perhaps, but like, I'm not going to be a bitch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was the better <laughs> was vibe. Kind of yeah. Like it was, was a lot like, of like,
1: he's like, I mean, I'm going to fight him though. Like,
2: Yeah. I'm not I'm not scared of this challenge. And I like that. Maybe we get some more character development out of the Brock and Arn Anderson dynamic. I don't know. But I think, yeah, I think how I envision this segment going is Malachi Black hits the black mass on Arn Anderson after beating Brock Anderson. And then that's when Dustin Rhodes comes out and we get some type of spooky horror show match with Dustin Rhodes and Malachi Black. Because again, Let's not forget Dustin Rhodes can go into his gold dust gimmick or can go into his seven gimmick. You know, like he has some of those weird personality traits to where if he's pushed to the limits, he can match Malachi Black's spookiness. And so we might get something like that is what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Hey, uh, we get a video package from God's favorite champion, Miro. Mm -hmm. And. He talks about Fuego Del Sol, how he shouldn't have took that contract, because that's the coward's way to do it. Um, So God is unhappy with Fuego. But then at the very end, he says that the Redeemer needs to talk to Eddie fucking Kingston, Tim.
1: Yeah, I'm worried for Eddie.
2: I'm not. I'm worried for me. I don't know if my little heart can take it. This is so much excitement. Eddie. Kingston and Miro. Oh my God. The machine versus the everyday man. I just right there. Oh my God. The promos, the promos. If you don't remember Tim, remember Tim before he turned baby face, uh, Eddie Kingston cut a promo on dynamite where he talked about all of his enemies. Number one being God. Well, who's God's favorite champion. Miro,
1: you think he, if he brings that up, I don't know, the best. dude. If he shows that's, like that's that what, clip and he's like,
2: yeah, yeah, God doesn't forget. <laughs> yeah. That's why we got to talk. So God whispered, oh. to God's
1: favorite champion." Oh,
2: yeah. Mm. God, God heard what you said, and God has sent His vengeance with me. Oh, and then Eddie Kingston be like, "You can't kill me. I'm a fighter." Or just the,
1: Like, I, listen, tough guy. I, I already. But-
2: I already loved this this feud, and it hasn't happened yet. It's the best feud I didn't even know I needed. I cannot wait, Tim. This is the promos. They can't miss with this one. Yeah, I I'm mean, excited. this is a grand slam. I am so fucking excited. Give it to me now. Okay. Uh, another great promo backstage without Tony Schiavone was John Moxley. Now, I want your opinion on this. So John Moxley, he says, uh, hey, I was here carrying the flag uh, when AW was just the startup promotion. And now everyone wants to come and jump on the train. While saying this, he also says Hangman isn't a cowboy. Christian Cage should have stayed retired. And then... He talks about Garcia who's going to face in the main event of Rampage on this Friday night's uh, episode about how hey, you want a taste of the big time? Well, I'll give you a taste of the big time. So with cutting down Hangman, with cutting down Christian Cage, and obviously addressing his opponent, what do you think what direction are we going with John Moxley right now?
1: Yeah, I don't know, are we ready to like throw Moxley back into the top of the car? Cause, like he basically guns blazing on everyone? yeah and i loved it. it was i mean it was great it felt real it felt like he was like these are the fucking guys like mm-hmm. i take a break and these are the fucking guys yeah this is it <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> well and the angle that he took where he said hey i i joined this when it wasn't a guaranteed when everyone was a little bit iffy on this promotion i, did,
1: I think we kind of understood before they no they had already announced jericho right
2: yeah, Jericho because he he jumps into the match with Jericho and Kenny Omega. Well, and I he mean, takes like we understood
1: Moxie was gone, but I don't yeah. think we knew he was coming to AEW. We just figured it probably was, but we figured like he can go mm-hmm. to New Japan, he can go to, right.
2: Yeah, well, and to his point, you know, he was the one that made it cool to where now we are getting the rumors of Daniel Bryan and Ruby Riot and oh, CM Punk went over there and-, and was
1: Job Squad or just like never really not even job Scott just kind of had the same role like people would have been like yeah. oh, i'm not gonna go make less money oh, and yeah, do the
2: same thing later, but
1: you know yeah yeah uh
2: so i love this i thought the the, the promo was good i'm very interested to see where he goes because another thing uh that we didn't address on this week's uh episode of dynamite because uh, he got beat up by the men of the year but lance archer lost his iwgp united states championship uh to tanahashi who was instantly met with a glare from John Moxley in the crowd. So we still got that angle to go with. I don't know. John Moxley is very interesting right now. I'm excited to see what he does next. Also excited to see that he's going to be main eventing this episode of Rampage, where it's rumored that CM Punk's going to be there. Nah, we already didn't collide those two together. I don't know. Now let's get to our main event tim it was the fifth labor of jericho chapter five as they called it mjf versus chris jericho no judas entrance no judas effect this was a great match with a stupid finish could not stand the finish
1: yeah the finish was very underwhelming as well and now, however the i i jesus man I, I was almost moved to tears with the crowd chanting for some reason or oh, singing like the entrance like, yeah uh, huh.
2: Moment of the night, right? That was the moment of the night. They were in near unison Credit, from the
1: start. Like, I don't know if somebody yeah. was out there starting it or whatever, but it worked.
2: Well, so I know you probably saw there was a giant cue card yep. for one section, yep. and then you saw a lot of the people that were just Look doing, at um, looking at the phones, yeah. and like, what have I become, <laughs> you know, yeah. doing that. Um, I, yeah, that was the moment of the night. Maybe one of the best moments of the year for AEW. Uh, thought it was great.
1: Yeah, the last time I felt chills like that was the Jungle Boy chant when he won the um, the Battle Royale or whatever they call yeah. it.
2: Yeah, uh, the Casino Battle Royale. Yeah, uh, and the match was good. I'm not trying to say that the match was bad. They had a very standard, high-quality main event match, but with no – here's – let's just talk about it. The, the, the finish made no fucking sense. Yeah. Well, before we get into Tim, the
1: finish – uh oh, okay. what do you think of the uh and maybe maybe you were starting at this point but the mjf does the the uh grabs the camera who was that sid vicious did the oh. grabs the camera right but he does the flip no off. the rock yeah that's right it was the rock. yeah the yeah. rock did that yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah sid vicious like it was Shawn michael's like threw the camera at him or something i can't remember what yeah was he one. hit him with it yeah, yeah. yeah um uh that was great like that he took the camera i was like oh what's he gonna do here and then he did the flip off thing and then just went like Dangerous. I mean, he's like, he's flipping off the crowd. Like can't really protect himself in that moment, you know, with that camera on him. And then we caught like, here, I'll put it up behind me right now. The uh, the two best, my favorite stoners of the world uh, that are now like, <laughs> they had the good stuff clearly uh, <laughs> joining in. Right. Uh, it's just, it's fun times. And, and I can't, um, I can't say how much like they, they, they know how to like capture, the moment in a W and this is an example of that, right? Like they'll just do something that will like just feed the crowd into hysteria. I love it. Yeah. But I thought, yes, you know.
2: well, yeah, let's get before, before we do get to the finish. Cause this is a great uh, moment of the match is it felt like the, the fans played along where they're like, no, we're, we're not going to jump and say, Hey, I'm on TV. They're like, no, we'll fuck you too. Yeah. Right. And so they gave the middle finger back, but, Kind of like how a GCW crowd, I feel, is in on the joke, but also will give you the reaction you're looking for. Like, they gave the middle finger with the understanding of, like, I'm not going to hit you. It's just fuck you, fuck you. I don't like you. Right? That kind of thing. And then Jericho with the, like, hey, yeah. remember me? You're in a fight with me. Yeah, that was and then fun hits the him end. in the face. Yeah, exactly. yeah, He
1: hit the camera, too, which is great. Yeah. That very was another funny thing with directing like if they knew they were doing that spot before and we'll do we'll talk about a little bit more about aw's you know uh cinematography and direction in tweet the table but um you should have tested that shot because you put it right up into the lights and you couldn't see jericho that's what i was going to put behind us of what's behind us right now but it was, it was so like you couldn't barely like you yeah got what jericho was doing but
2: it wasn't shot yeah. well i a agree great spot yeah though, great spot very fun spot so uh okay as I mentioned, the, the finish here doesn't make any fucking sense. This is why, Tim. Now, we've had a match already in AEW's history where MJF said, "If you want to fight me, you can't use your finisher." If you recall, John Moxley versus MJF, John Moxley couldn't use the Paradigm Shift. Well, John Moxley's fucking smart, and obviously Chris Jericho isn't, because in John Moxley versus MJF, the ref couldn't was, you know, incapacitated, or I I don't remember what it was, distracted, however it was. And John Moxley realizes like the ref ain't looking and hits the paradigm shift and gets the victory. Fast forward to this match. Chris Jericho sees that the referee is uh, distracted with taking away the weapon from MJF. So hits MJF with the baseball bat with Floyd, right? Boom. Cool the referee is still distracted and he stops himself from using the Judas effect. So a baseball bat fucking cool. But where I draw the line is I told you I wasn't going to use the Judas effect. What that use it. No one was looking. And, and again, you're not jungle boy. It would make sense if jungle boy had a, you know, fight with uh, his conscience of like, well, I said, I wasn't going to do it. Right. But with Chris Jericho, You have 30 years of being a scumbag, you know, uh, on both sides of a heel and face kind of uh, character. So like Uh,
1: he's a scumbag. We just like like, him sometimes. Right. He always has that like sleaze to him.
2: Yeah. And so for you not to use the Judas effect in chapter five of the five labors of Jericho, I thought you just looked dumb. Now, I like that MJF won. I like that he came out of like, hey, you thought you're going to get through all five chapters? This book ends with me as the victor, and I like that. But the yeah. finish was just—I yeah, didn't like
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it either. But I mean, again, if this storyline ends, because he said, "Like I beat you three times," you know what I mean? Like Jericho has to have his own in- introspection here and do his own thing, and MJF moves
2: mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And as mentioned, there's a big debut coming soon. And if that big debut in CM Punk gets thrown in with MJF, can you imagine the fucking rivalry there?
1: Can you? So let's say it's not CM Punk, and let's say, well, let's say CM Punk and Daniel Bryan also shows up. Daniel Bryan's not known for being the best promo guy necessarily all the time, but man, can you imagine MJF ripping Bryan Danielson oh. to shreds? Well.
2: You know, oh. one of the best characters in recent memory that we talk about on this show is Daniel Bryan as the Planet's oh. Champion. Now that was
1: Tom. That was a one of the heel best version. characters they could have had in in two decades that I can recall now. Like, oh
2: yeah, definitely a
1: hundred percent. Especially with the climate of of like your of your viewers and shit. Mm-hmm. God damn, they are stupid.
2: Well, I'm yeah, fucking. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, of course we know.
1: I would have had him a major talking point in me, national media with like pushing the lines of being the angry liberal that, you know, Vince McMahon thinks he is mm-hmm. because they're fucking WWE fans would ate that up. Yeah,
2: well, that's what I'm saying. If you do MJF. As the jet flying, I get a coffee at every stop, drink three drinks of it, throw the plastic cup away. I don't recycle all that shit. And then you get planets champion Daniel Bryan as a baby face. That's fun. Again, Daniel Bryan as MJF. I think you're a cosplayer as a pro wrestler, kind of like what he told John Cena going into SummerSlam of 2015, I think it was. I mean, there's plenty of angles Daniel Bryan. And MJF can go. I just think now that we got MJF freed up, we got these rumors of big debuts. Let's throw them in the deep end here at AW and let's have them go with MJF right from jump. I think that's where we should do with one of them, both of them. I don't know, but one of them has to feud with MJF sooner rather than later.
1: Who can get like legit just heat. If you just hand them a microphone, CM Punk is one of the names that will always come up. And MJF has those skills. I, I mm-hmm. would argue. I would rather listen to MJF do it than CM Punk all day. But I'm happy to see what you're mentioning. That would be fucking amazing.
2: Oh, because then you could do the grizzled old veteran. I remember being the the young upstart MJF. You know, CM oh, Punk could go that angle you with him.
1: MJF ripping him for like, you quit because you thought the doctor. Didn't notice you had a fucking infection. You, you what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. just yeah, uh. you had a
2: bump on your neck, and so you left, or you had a bump on your yeah. knee, so you, you just wanted to go the to doctor home.
1: Didn't like give you a band aid.
2: Yeah, you wanted a <laughs> lollipop after your visit. Well, that's not what happens here in AEW. And then just those <clears> two, and then again, CM Punk can do the "I've said everything you've said" kind of thing, and ooh, it could be fun
1: about possible AEW debuts. And we mentioned the guy who doesn't take trains. Uh, but is going is been released by WWE Rick Flair, Nature Boy, we mm-hmm. talked about a possible Four Horsemen. I want to throw a wild card at, at you Tom. Okay. Rick Flair is going to come out and he is going to lead that new Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be led by Andrade. Okay? It's going to have uh the um the Lucha Bros. Uh-huh. And we need to, we need one more uh Spanish, right? One more Mexican uh wrestler. So I, I'm trying to think of who's on the AW roster or who else is out there to kind of join in this. And it's going to be Los Cuatro jinetes,
2: Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to call him? Yep. But who the fourth person would be? Yep, who is it? Well, see, here's the thing is, are we saying that Andrade leads it? Yep. Or are we saying that or, it's his
1: – Well, who else you got?
2: I say Andrade doesn't lead it.
1: Hmm.
2: Kind of like the Hurt Business where M- – I would do it like this, where the Hurt Business, where it was Bobby Lashley's group, but MVP was the, the guy that was talking and okay. doing all the stuff. He put Sammy Guevara and has, have his own group. And then Sammy Guevara, the Lucha Bros, and Andrade, and they say, we're fucking everyone else up. Yeah, this so is what we, we do, do the
1: new Four Horsemen group, but we spin it. It's, it's yeah. Mexican wrestlers. It's those Cuatro Honeckes. Yeah. I did have to look that up. Uh, I like it, though. I did fact that check good. that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that's... That would be the twist that nobody saw coming. I think, right? Like we get mm-hmm. real clear, everybody's like, all right, here it comes. And we've talked about this, like, oh, it's going to be Cody Rhodes. It'll be,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you
1: know, this guy. And and surprise, a lot of those people went and did other four man groups.
2: Well, that's this what fits. I was going to say. Do we do eventually? Like, uh, we get, uh, you know, Barry Windham for for fun, and then. Each four, you know, each member of the four horsemen creates their own four man factions, yes. you know, <laughs> like that's what we the do Four four horsemen.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We got the four, the, four horsemen,
2: four, yeah. four horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what we could do. That would be fun. Um, I'm just excited that MJF again, we hope. Right. Because we kind of felt like at the end of um, the stadium stampede that that was going to be it uh, and it was not. But I'm hoping that this is the clean cut of MJF, you're going this way. Jericho, you're going this way. I wouldn't be mad because, again, we got five consecutive weeks of Jericho being one of the main points of the show. If Jericho just took a vacation. Wouldn't hate it. Vacation, wouldn't, wouldn't, it. Wouldn't, wouldn't
1: hate it. Wouldn't hate it, it right now.
2: So that was dynamite overall. What would you think? Did you have fun time watching it? I did.
1: I did. Uh, man, this is a a solid A show for me. I thought it was great.
2: Yeah, I thought, you know, the two best moments for me, uh as mentioned the the singing from the crowd with no music of Judas and then I mark out every time when John Moxley and Eddie Kingston walk out. Now I know they got jumped, but the moments before that, I just geek out over that. I thought that was so much fun. Uh and then again, the you know, we talk I talk so much shit on them, but I'm starting to come around to them. Who knows? I guess I I can, my heart can be changed, but the young bucks and Jurassic express gave me one hell of a match. So I can't hate that either. So that was AEW dynamite. Now, Tim, we've talked about it. We've touched on it. Friday night, we record on a Thursday night. So Friday night is the next episode of AW rampage as mentioned on our YouTube channel. You can catch, catch my instant reaction to the very first episode. So, Tim, now I want to hear from you. What did you think of the first episode? And then what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night?
1: The first episode of Rampage had a big-time event feel. Uh, The opening match, I was shocked that they had Christian win the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Spoiler alert also, maybe that's airing tonight as we record, but they retire the old TNA belt. He's just going to have that Impact Wrestling belt, I think, moving forward um which is fine that's good it doesn't that's good. it's not worthy of two belts is that place? yeah um, <laughs>
2: well it, it made sense initially yes. because moose said i'm right. the uncrowned champion so it, well, yeah and it, but it now that company
1: lineage and all, and of course right. but, like they don't use that name anymore so that's good to get rid of it now right. um albeit it's the better looking belt but mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was a good looking I belt agree. that TNA world of yeah, a good looking I belt i loved it um mm-hmm. so i was surprised at that um and uh, God, the whole night just i mean even though it was short right so you had the dmd um main event uh, main event what else did they have in there what was in the middle of that? Miro and fuego de Sol Miro was fuego the quick del yeah the fuego de Sol moment was like it was like gather the family around and watch this wholesome it was so great God, it was
2: great. The only thing, the only thing I had mentioned that, that I would change. And again, it's just cause I think I could do it better. I didn't like that. Tony Khan was hugging Sammy Guevara for like, just have Sammy well, come out. I didn't think that Tony it. needed
1: it. They talked about, they were like, this is the first time he's been on AWT. And I was like, dude, don't cause he's been on like the other shows and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, yeah. it was, you know what I mean? Like they even brought it up. So it made you think. About <laughs> I didn't it. like that. Like, why? Yeah. I didn't like here. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I just thought Sammy could have just done it by himself. We we could have got it. He has a contract now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it was quick. It, it I said this and I'll say it to, to on the podcast on the proper right now. The greatest compliment I can give AEW is that I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, like I am so I've been so on edge, pumped up since Wednesday night for Friday's show. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so with excited. The
1: news, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, Well, and this card is just going to be all out, right? Like coming up. Yeah. They're trying to hype this all up. It's going to get big time this year. Yeah. And
2: we've got already some really cool matches. Again, we got Kira Hogan versus Jade Cargill. We got Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley as your main event. It's in Chicago. Biggest show that they've had to date. All out.
1: I I hate using the term. This was our WrestleMania. Right. But we use that. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. But we consider all out their mania, right? Like I do. Yeah.
2: Again, they might say it's double or nothing, but I think yeah. it's all
1: out. Um, it's great that it's at this time; like it's spread out well enough from WrestleMania too, right? We're a couple months removed. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I cannot
2: wait. Ahead. Rampage uh, is going to be
1: amazing. I I love the yeah. one hour quick hit. Get two, three matches in. Some advance some storylines. Get you hyped up. It's going to be great for go home shows. When they have oh, fucking incredible, shit. Oh.
2: especially. Especially Friday night, because they do typically Saturday night yeah, pay per views They do it in the
1: same venue and shit and you can make a oh. weekend of it. Oh, oh like the reverse my of how WWE does like mania than uh-huh. raw. Like you just that shit. Flipped it. Yep.
2: Flipped it. I Smack I tell it, you what, Flipped it, also, and rub if you're it watch- down?
1: Oh no. All right. <laughs>
2: if you're watching this or listening to this before mm. uh AW Rampage, I just want you to know we will be going live with another instant reaction. Tim might be joining. Tim might not be joining, but I will definitely be there.
1: You should um, join to find out if Tim joins.
2: There you go. That's that's your teaser. Uh, but we will be doing an instant reaction to night or to episode two of AEW. If you're a Page.
1: podcast listener, you're gonna have to check out the YouTube to see that, and you can go to Spanishtowntable.net. Find all the links you need. Our table show Twitter link is up there. Our Facebook, our YouTube, mm-hmm. our PayPal donations. If you want to give us money and if you want to be the beer sponsor of the week, but you're not this week. You didn't give us any money. We can't tell everybody how great you are. Think about that. Uh go there, check that out. You'll have to check out the YouTube to see Tom and maybe me doing a live reaction to AW Rampage. And keep checking for some content coming after this weekend, because we're going on Site to Glory Pro and we're gonna fucking get in the way. We do things, we bring Oh, it's gonna be we so bring much equipment. Fun. We show up like we own the place. So Oh,
2: I tell you what. We're
1: either Ooh, gonna get it's gonna thrown be so out. Much fun. You're gonna see the footage unless they confiscate it. We'll say that.
2: And they're going to confiscate, because I'll put a five across their lip. No, I love him. Dan, the dad, was great. Glory, pray, Glory Pro is great. Uh, we're going to have so much you fun. We're going to have some fun content. No, uh, no, uh, don't. Uh,
0: don't. Uh, he's uh, my best friend. He is your best friend.
2: Stop. He's my tell best friend. Yeah. yeah, he knows. Why we don't knows you guys tell
0: him?
2: Yeah, you don't tell your best friend that he's your best friend or she's your best friend. They know. It's just a known thing.
1: Have I told you how cool I think you are today, Tom? Yeah,
2: I know it. You don't need to tell me. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to. We know. Yes, you know. we know. We know. Right here. Same, same, same. same hey. Same. Yeah. Let's talk about the greatest part of the summer. The biggest part of the summer.
1: Hottest party of the summer. The Spanish announce table picks of SummerSlam. Hey.
2: Hey. We all know SummerSlam <laughs> sucks,
1: but you can yeah, yo. have fun watching us pick the results. If I had background music, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I like the dancing. Yeah, you we did the we the did the opposite shitty.
2: of well, we did the opposite of what the uh, Dynamite crowd did, where they sang with no music. Yeah, we, we danced with no
1: music. The, yeah, hey, it's Slam all in Slam, our head. Baby. Uh, the SummerSlam Slide. All right, um, all right. The very, we've been doing this show for eight years. We first ever did any picks with SummerSlam. A tradition like none other. We will
2: do our SummerSlam picks.
1: We're not really well equipped. We don't watch much of the WWE these days because it's bad. It ain't good. But we're going to talk about that. All right, so let's start. I'm going, I'm on WWE.com. We're also, as a fun throw-in at the end of this, let's talk about this before we get into the picks, right? We'll also okay. pick some NXT TakeOver picks as a throwaway at the end there. But sure. this is a weird... They're doing it in reverse of what they normally do. They mm-hmm. would do NXT is like the here you go, serve you up, SummerSlam. I, are they discovering that like people go NXT was great? Fuck, I ain't watch SummerSlam. Are they like we got to reverse this now?
2: Well, I think the reason they're doing it this year that way is because it's in Vegas. Because if if you pay attention to Vegas fight nights, boxing, mixed martial arts, UFC, all that stuff are on Saturday nights so the big night to go out in Vegas is Saturday night not Sunday night so I think they're trying to fall in the same schedule as a Vegas night on the town is you know when you see Conor McGregor fight in the UFC it's on Saturday night when you see Manny Pacquiao boxed yeah. in Vegas it's Saturday night
1: yeah because I think that's maybe why up, they're so doing they don't have to really are there any I mean there's preseason games but those aren't always generally like Well, Sunday I think night. the
2: Pacquiao fight, I think the Pacquiao fight is on Sunday and I think they didn't want to compete with the Pacquiao fight. So, that makes okay. sense. Now, Pacquiao lost his original opponent so the the replacement isn't as big but still they didn't know that. All right. 2 months ago, 3 months ago. So,
1: I'm on WWE.com. It's Thursday night, 8:54 p.m. in God's favorite time zone, the Central uh, Standard. The
2: one true time zone. Daylight.
1: We're Central Daylight. Time. central
2: standard time
1: are we in CDT? cst right cst well so during central daylight savings time, time what is that in then your cdt see how stupid it is all right
2: yeah it's all them arizona doesn't go by it
1: so if we yeah well arizona
2: didn't go by much
1: uh Another cult. Yeah, hey, anyhow right. what do we got for picks? all right so we're on their website so sue me if uh don't sue me uh fight me <laughs> don't please don't fight me either. um <laughs> Send me a mean tweet if you don't like that <laughs> I got this wrong because they got it wrong. Raw tag team championships are on the line: AJ Styles and Amos versus RK Bro. And I'm torn on this one. I could see RK Bro winning because they're like, eh, and I could see Randy Orton giving them the old, you know, the Tennessee, you know, testicle twister, and and then we continue that as like a feud. So I don't really know which way I go, but I'm gonna say I think they go RK Bro as the tag team champions. They love this like. Yeah. You know, like, oh, they, do they get along? Do they know the odd couple? They love the odd couple.
2: They love the odd cop, odd couple, which they have right now with AJ and Amos, but I think they like Amos as...
1: That's less of an odd couple and more of like a Diesel, Shawn Michaels feel.
2: But I, I agree. But I think what they're wanting to do with Amos is have him fill the void left by Braun Strowman. So you got to get Amos in that spot. And so I think AJ... Might cost almost the match somehow by you know confusion or on purpose because he gets mad at him or something. I think we'll RK see Bro-
1: get back by the way at some point. I think he's going to get a bunch of offers. WWE is going to offer him just above that because what they want to do was cut how much he he was demanding more the last time. Like he just recently had like a contract negotiation. And he asked for a shit ton of money. And they were like, oh, okay, and then they cut him because they're like, this guy's over fucking priced. And so he's oh. probably, probably going to go around to all the other places, and they'll be like, and A.W. might not take him, um, if I had no. to guess. So the other places oh. don't have enough to offer him, probably, that WWE could be like, oh, okay, we'll beat that.
2: See, I don't think he's coming back to wrestling. I think we're going to see him go the way of Kiergen, where he's, yeah, the the big guy in a Will Ferrell movie, or he's the big guy in a Ryan Reynolds film. He could probably make just know? as
1: much money and then not have to put a body through hell, yeah. Yeah, so if he's I don't got think a good fucking agent. You you wouldn't have to, yeah. Especially since right. he can act well enough for those roles, like you're saying. Exactly. That's all. pro wrestling is for him is yeah, those and
2: roles. he was in a movie with Will Ferrell, uh, the Sherlock movie. So yeah, you know he's got some connections, yeah. and Batista might be friends with him. So he's got he can so do that. You think that. RK John Bro's is of this or? Yeah, so I got RK bro because then I think we're gonna get the fun silliness to that. I think hot take, uh, future pick. I think it's going to be Matt Riddle turning on uh, Randy Orton. I think that's what they want to do as a swerve is do Matt Riddle.
1: They don't do swerves and they don't do fucking... They can.
2: They do it every once in a blue moon. Seth Rollins turned on the shield. You know what I mean? So the authority was created at SummerSlam. So I think... I think that's where we're going in the future.
1: All right, well. But RK, bro, th- on, on Saturday Yeah, night. I got it. I got RK, bro, winning as well. Hold time, But I would not be shocked if there's the rainy no. one fucking gives him the RKO and fucking leaves him there to die. Right. Um, I. But as a side note, I'm feeling almost, man. I'm liking this guy's progression. He's gotten markedly more entertaining in very short period of time.
2: I agree. And I also miss... AJ Styles in that main event picture him being in this tag storyline has made me miss him going after the world championship AJ
1: Styles to his credit we've had a long running discussion about AJ Styles and how good he is in my opinion over the eight years of this podcast but I'll say he's always been improving ever since we've started this podcast and you're right like he is the cheesy fucking smarmy king right now like that's cap nobody does, that's yeah, cap nobody he went from barely being able to fucking be believable at all in the microphone to being one of the most ham it up yeah enjoyable people on the microphone in yeah. less than a decade i'm gonna give him that very good work. yeah very good work. that's yeah. cap
2: that means a lie <laughs> that's cap so funny
1: because like, it's not how you do like, you know what i mean like he's able to be like yeah but nobody says it that way <laughs> you know what I mean like nobody's that's what out there being like time. that's cap right like that's you cap. say no cap but nobody's like really out there being like like that well he cap says it like it's instead... a jet. you know what I mean like some people might mem- like the, the everybody says no cap and the reverse yes might be cap and like yes some people might throw that out, but that's not as common like nobody's like when you're lying being like that's cap you
2: know what I mean like well, no, that's not a big thing yeah I agree but I thought just the way he says it it's like a jeopardy answer <laughs> yeah. cap that's cap that's like cap. <laughs> Cap. What's cap? <laughs> mean,
1: it's cap it's cap and it's like he's proud that like he knows the street like, <laughs> he knows that it i'm cool like i I'm know cool. you don't know this but i'm down with the street
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love him that's what makes him yes. great and that's what i miss him i miss him in that role right. so i'm well, excited for
1: speaking him. of things you love and miss eva marie will take on <sighs> alexa bliss and we have a tweet the table about eva marie so i won't dig into some of the of what i already know that's going to be about but um God, I think they're gonna have Eva Marie win this so they can continue because they think the story is Dewdrop and Eva Marie. Again, they murdered the Bray Wyatt character, the fiend is gone, they gave it to Alexa Bliss. They still think that what drives our interest in this story is is Eva Marie and Dewdrop. They they will the same thing they did to the Bray Wyatt character, they will do to Alexa Bliss throughout the time she has it. She will lose inexplicably easy to people. Remember, they squashed the fiend with Goldberg? Mm -hmm. Like, that Mm -hmm. shit's going to happen to Alexa Bliss with this character because they think that character doesn't need it. And there may be some truth to that, right? Like, you love the character or you don't. But you can't be,
2: yeah, but you can't be a big bad villain if you're never beating up anyone. That's the thing. You have to have wins to be credible. You
1: clearly put them at the second tier level when you have them lose shit like that. And that's, I think this is designed to have Dewdrop's going to do some shit, right? She's going to body this bitch, right? And even where he's going to get the victory cheaply that way. And there you go. I, you here, I'm anyways. going to like some
2: now. Okay. And that, right. Totally. Unless just to be a,
1: leaves her, you know, Unless that's which again, I
2: that. here's the thing. I still have never understood because they don't tell stories with details, why are what is their relationship? Is this a cousin? Are they yeah, best friends from happen? childhood?
1: She can leave
2: whatever she you wants. you didn't even
1: explain that Eva Marie returned, and again, more on that later. But like, come on, you didn't. explain but you know what I'm her saying? Return, and then you didn't explain her friend, and then you didn't explain her friend's weird ass name. I mean you well, kinda and, did. You made it like like she was just denigrating her, like she's not even yeah. worthy of a name, but uh. But if
2: if Dewdrop is like hmm she's kinda mean, then just fucking leave. I, that why are you tied to her? That's you know, not you told can body to us. This bitch. <laughs> or you could just go away. Go to SmackDown. Yeah, she's not just gonna follow you go. and beat you up. Yeah, is she so just, paying you. That's a, We don't know. Right. It's so stupid. So anyhow, I got Alexa Bliss just to be a contrarian. Right. I don't fucking care. Yeah. All right. It's
1: stupid. Well, 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 <laughs> it doesn't get much better. And we've got Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. And I think Drew McIntyre is it. Am I remember correctly? Like Drew can't use a sword anymore. If he I, I don't
2: know, but he better stab these motherfuckers with as many times we've seen this sword. He better gut them. If in he the does the not fucking stab chest. them with
1: this sword. He better lose. So we don't have to see this fucking sword again. Yeah, I would prefer you have- all have the sword. I want Jinder Mahal to win. Get the sword, and he uses the sword because he's going to make the sword ten times more entertaining than Drew McIntyre will. And obviously, that's still—I yeah. mean, ten times zero is still zero. But like, you know what I mean? oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The the sword and the stone fucking gimmick with uh, Drew McIntyre is stupid. He needs to cut one of their hands off. That's what needs to happen. They need to have a gimmick hand with some fucking things. He tries to no, grab, we cut right. the hand. Ah, right, they it. did the eye. He Why not do the him. fucking it's hand? It's
1: behind us something so you can't see it. And he cuts him. And then one of the Sing Brothers comes back. Like two of the Sing Brothers come out and <laughs> <laughs> he cut him half. <laughs> <laughs> right? so yes. they, one of the big guys. He cuts him. And then the two Sing Brothers come out and they're like, What the fuck happened here?
0: <laughs> That's the best that is fucking perfect. thing that could happen. <laughs> God damn.
1: That'll be the fucking yeah. moment of the week. that would <laughs> be, be the moment of the year. <laughs> that
2: would be bigger than Punk debuting on Dynamite. Saw so him in half. Saw so all the big guys <laughs> in
1: half. You get two fucking little mini <laughs> And we never see the big guy again. Yeah, it's always the, the same. Yeah, place. he's in fucking Impact next week. <laughs> Yeah, no 90-day no-compete. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Boy,
2: you're you're done anyhow, pal. Yeah, we and, got the brothers back. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to run around like, like the, you know, like in uh, Halo when they just drop you after yeah. you die and, like, you just get dropped into the
1: map and you're kind of just running around. Like, that's how they have <laughs> yeah, to run exactly. around. <laughs> yeah. They've got to be like, what the fuck? What the hell is happening? I'm not the ass, man. You're the ass. <laughs> that's the best idea. <laughs> yeah, this might All be the right. best idea we've come up with in Spanish national <laughs> <stable> history. <laughs> Cut so one good. of these random Jinder Mahal guys in half and make them the singers. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey, this is better than the gobbledygooker.
2: All right. Oh, <laughs> my not... God. That's the best idea. I got a. Uh...
1: Oh, yeah. We gotta I got something. Yeah, yeah, I, I got. Yeah.
2: Who cares? Drew's he's gotta gonna stab win. someone drew's gonna he's win this to they him.
1: don't give a shit about jinder mahal and like or and, the and, other and, two and, guys yeah and so like drew's gonna win and like uh, united states let's, hope for let's just
2: hope for the saw in half or the cut half. god
1: damn it hey if that happens i'm retiring I couldn't call that any better we'll know yeah, they're we're fucking never gonna again if, they, if somebody i'm gonna sue them yeah <laughs> all right we're
2: never gonna make picks to get if that actually happens mm-hmm. we're just retiring yeah, you can't on top beat
1: that. No. <laughs> you can't yeah beat i'm betting that. all the points i'm wagering all the points on that the eight years of points <laughs> oh, on this one thing <laughs> yeah i think i'm still beating the shit out of you pretty yeah it. all right united states championship seamus damian priest another one that was like last minute thrown together
2: yeah because wasn't
1: seamus beating up ricochet i don't what? I don't get it. And Damian Priest was feuding with the Miz twins. Yeah. Drip.
2: I don't get that either. They're going to turn on each other. I think Johnny Drip Drip leaves him. But with this match, yes. I think Damian Priest, here's what's going to happen. Damian Priest gets the title so that we can continue Johnny Drip Drip and Miz, and then they're going to turn on each other because they want the championship. Yeah, and that's it. Like,
1: Sheamus is a guy who's like, all right, well, fine, whatever. I'll lose the US title and shit. And, like, he's going to win and...
2: Don't we have a draft coming up soon?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, they said they did, but who knows?
2: Yeah, so they could just send Sheamus to SmackDown for
1: no reason. Yeah, Daniel Priest wins. Wins the title. All right, uh, here it gets a little better. Edge, Seth Rollins. Edge. You can't have Edge come back.
2: and So he won the Royal Rumble, and since then, he has just got his ass kicked the entire time. Like, he has to get a win on his own.
1: Because it was... Yeah, because the only... Because then the natural regression is Seth Rollins just gets angry and he's still the same character and he's just delusional and he goes crazy on someone else and it doesn't really hurt that character. So, yeah, right. Edge wins.
2: Now, I know Edge had victories over Randy Orton and then he won that but feud, then, but like since he's been on SmackDown, he hasn't done shit. But again,
1: I, and I think you're right. I think we're thinking of how WWE does things, and that's right, but one of the complaints is WWE has not done well at building the new stars and just relies on the nostalgia and you would be playing right the fuck back into that with Edge just said to it, you're a knockoff me and you can't fucking do it as good as me and then you're just going to fucking beat him so like yeah. yeah he was fucking right well yeah and he's now, not right Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins is fucking yeah. t- like you know what i mean like he's yeah he's amazing
2: yeah. uh now i think Seth Rollins is a little bit of a different character because he's more of, a of established you know It'd be one thing if Edge beat Damian Priest and you're like, what the fuck? You're supposed to build a new star. But Seth is Seth. Seth can lose. And so, again, I think he's going to lose. And then I feel this is what I've been uh, banking on here with Seth Rollins as far as what I think they have planned for him or what I would have planned for him. I think he does the heel crazy Johnny drip drip diet version, all that fun stuff. You know what he's doing right now. And we're going to have him lose. And maybe he keeps losing and losing and losing. And then the person that gets him back on track, because love always wins, is a returning Becky Lynch. And then we get, hey, guys, I can do it for my kid. And yeah, then. They're going
1: to play in on that, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So returns, I think we're going to get. Fucking, oh. Yeah, I think we're going to get. uh Crazy Seth Rollins until Becky Lynch comes back, and then that's what sets him straight.
1: This has been one of my favorite Seth Rollinses.
2: Oh, yeah. He's fun.
1: Yeah. I like
2: I like him ever since he lost the, like, God side of this gimmick, where yeah. it was just like, no, I'm the best. Like, not that I'm a messiah. It's just like, no, no, no. Everyone knows
1: I'm fucking cool. I'm fucking Look cool. at my crazy outfits. Yeah. Okay, what's next up on the card? Here we have... And maybe we don't have this. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. But word is they've been missing some house shows due to undisclosed reasons. And these two might have some COVID. Oh! Yeah, because if you pay attention
2: to Twitter, uh, one of these two women is an anti-vaxxer.
1: I, mean, I don't. We know for sure one is. We don't know that the other one is or is not vaccinated. Right. right? But, but we know one is like adamantly right. outward about not doing it. Mm-hmm. Being Sasha Banks, we can call it out. Fuck, yeah. Shit. And she was also
2: um, really good friends with that crazy ref. So. And to be clear, uh, she's fucking
1: wrong. Spanish announcement mm-hmm. fact. Um, mm-hmm. Get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Not like a we urge you. We don't want to talk to you if you don't. Um, anyway, all right. I can't be.
2: Uh, here's the other. I can't be by you if you're not, pal. I got family members who can't get vaccinated because they're immune compromised. So if you don't yeah, fucking do it, I can't be by you. got friends
1: that, you know what I mean, that we are, are by regularly that, yeah, they have young kids that can't get
2: yeah yeah so go fuck yourself you're selfish for not doing it uh and this isn't a government thing either what real quick about the vaccine it's not the hey the government says to do it so fucking do it get in line it's a fucking science and it makes sense this is how we got rid of polio this is how we got rid of chicken pox you dumb fucks and you idiot dumb brain kissing cousin idiots remember when you went to public schools And you had to get vaccinated to get into the fucking public schools? It's the same goddamn concept, Yeah, and before we move on
1: with this, because it's wrestling, but I want to say something, too. Like, the the idealists who want to say, like, it should be a person's choice, like, we'll talk philosophically all day long. If you want to contact me directly on the Twitter, I'll set up a time with you and explain to you how it's no longer a personal choice when there's public health involved and we can show that, you know, you don't have the science on your side and your personal choice. I'm going to live in a society where – it's not up to your personal choice if your personal choice can harm the society at large. Exactly. Here's this. Yes, because it's one thing to say,
2: hey, if me and a consenting adult don't want to, let's hypothetically say, use condoms, right? right? And we can pass transmittable diseases that way.
1: right? Yeah.
2: Only through sex, right? But if it's me and a consenting adult. Okay, we're going to take our chances, whatever. But if I'm outside and it's transmitted without herpes on you, yeah, then I should be fucking wearing a condom or whatever it is. Right. Listen, I probably
1: breathed herpes on you a time or two, but like,
2: I didn't get it because that's not how it works. Yeah. So when you can fucking affect people, you fucking do the smart thing for the public. God, you fucking idiots would have died of polio. You dumb fucking idiots. God damn it, man.
1: Mm, Get vaccinated. Spanish mm, Announceable Table. Get
2: vaccinated. All right. It's so fucking dumb. You are such a freedom fighter fuck if you don't do it. You are such a fucking asshole. Such a freedom fighter fuck. And if you you were to get my fucking family sick, I am going to gut you like Sheamus or like Drew McIntyre is going to gut that fucking
1: Jinder Mahal clone. Yeah, I'm not going to turn you into two people. Yeah, you're gonna be dead. Tom's gonna dead. kill you. Yeah, So Sasha wins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, fuck it. Here's the happening. thing I, I think. But hey. Well, no, see, this is how because we've talked about this in the past. I, I think this Logan is all cage, work. <laughs> well, because yeah. I think it's all the work. As we've talked about the most interesting things about WWE is never on your television. It's always in the dirt sheets, right? The most interesting storyline in WWE is how they fire everyone every 10 seconds. Right? So they don't know how to fucking tell a compelling story. So what they're going to do in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong here, but what I wouldn't be shocked about is if this was just a news story fed to a dirt sheet, they kept them off for controversy oh what's gonna happen then they show up oh we watched it right that's the way you build up the intrigue is you fucking make something up that could be real could be not
1: hey i'm gonna uh, pause this for a second we, I, I stopped watching the chat for a while and we got two folks in on the chat room uh, we oh we got ramones fan 990 saying i'm with you tom i'm gonna need to see someone getting cut on saturday yeah holy hell slice some motherfuckers up and then we got b goots um uh, which is a great name Uh, say yes Monday Night Messiah was garbage Rollins is too talented for that
2: like it had good elements to it but it was too much of the same note it was always but I am it's like a it's like a crappy version of Miro you know what I mean where Miro is God's favorite champion and he's doing one-liners that make you laugh or make you think and then he does the like championship gets presented to God uh, Seth Rollins was just doing like, hey, God told me that I'm the best, so yeah, I'm the best. And it's like, okay, that works one week, but you got to do more. So yeah. that's why I thought it didn't work.
1: Okay. All right. Speaking of not working, the Usos versus the Mysterio family here. Ah. Man,
2: this should be so good. On paper, right? If If I wrote down on paper, we're going to have one of the greatest tag teams of a generation, brothers, taking on one of the greatest luchador, maybe the greatest luchador of all time, and his son in a tag match for the tag team championships, you would say like print the money. Let's get that in the main event. And they have done fucking dick with this. It has just been so insulting of the potential this has and just the fart that they've let this story become. It is just a fart.
1: It is just a fart this story. It's is the just a fart.
2: Yeah. Just a fart because it's like a fart is like, man, that smells bad. But then it goes away quickly, just like this fucking storyline. Like, it's like, oh, that stinks. Well, then, WWE OK, what's next? WWE
1: is a fart <laughs> is the name of it this is. episode, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs>
2: I got the Usos. Uh,
1: yeah, the Usos are totally winning this. They, God damn, they're dumb if they give it. Uh, man. Nope. Not Again, be, unless not you
2: wanted to be creative. Nope. Yeah
1: no all right um let's move on (laughs) nope decline bobby lashley versus goldberg for Mm, man and they 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 saw goldberg go out the first time give that horrendous performance on a promo and then decided to get in the microphone again i don't
2: know man Another thing where he's saying the same thing. He's saying it again. Yeah. Yeah. He has a son and he wants to do it for his son. Who fucking cares? Cool. So, so with that premise, Give Rey Mysterio the next shot because he has a son and he wants to do it for his son.
1: I saw this thing. It was like, it was a meme or a show. Like, somebody was like, Goldberg's cool, doing it for his son. And then somebody was like, Hook would beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd murder
2: those fucking- Taz and Hook versus Goldberg and that little oh kid. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: my God. I would pay to just see just that. I would pay pay per view mm-hmm. price to see just that. Because Taz and Hook yeah. are going to go real. Like, they're not going to fucking
2: yeah they're they gonna try real to up really fucking hurt this you switchblade uh, in
1: somebody's fucking boot
2: what i saw on twitter that made me giggle is goldberg said uh, i'm doing this for my son and then immediately underneath it it was brock lesnar walking up to heath slater saying i don't give a shit about a a your shit son about or i don't give a shit about your kids yeah God, like that's what, what i feel
1: uh, what that was the best time.
2: brock lesnar has so many great one-liners that people like don't even realize that i don't give a shit about your kids Paul, say something stupid. Let's do this. Like, Paul, say this. something
1: stupid. Because Paul the best. was not expecting that. His face was like, <laughs> hey, well, <asshole."> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine, I guess I will. <laughs> I yeah. planned on it, when he, Thank you very
2: much. When he realized that he was the money in the bank uh, holder and he didn't have to cash it in for another 12 months and he starts hitting Paul Heyman over – well, Did the Paul head say something the something stupid
1: was great because I don't even think he knew he was gonna say it because he broke himself. He started chuckling. He's like, "Paul, <laughs> say something stupid." <laughs> you couldn't even finish it. Goddamn, Brock, I love it. I love it. God, we gotta get sound clips back in here. All right. Uh, oh, um, Lashley. Yeah.
2: yeah. Goldberg loses everything. When's the last time he won a match? He yeah, lost he to Braun. So help me. He lost to God, Drew. Dude,
1: they can't have Goldberg win that. Fucking. Come on. No, all the work they've done for Lashley. They cannot wipe it away with a Goldberg shows up, gives three terrible promos and fucking. By and the his way, son, fucking in there dancing on his dead body. Right. Doing a right. fucking. Fortnite I agree. Dance over him and shit.
2: But by the way, on Peacock, right. the horrible app, if you uh, have it, uh, I would say watch the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, Broken Skull session oh, with great. Bobby Lashley. God, Pretty good.
1: good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Lashley, you really got to know a lot of his background too, you know. That you, well, and I also like that he was like, it, but...
2: yeah, but also like how Bobby was like, no, I'm an introvert. I don't watch TV. I meditate. I like, I'm, a, you know, I love to work out. Like, so shut the fuck up if you're wanting more than that because that's not me. And it's like, okay. Well, I
1: like, I like it. that he said like he embraced that and like knows how to like use that now, right? Like how to yeah. make that. And the, the, the hurt business.
2: Now. You could tell he's still, still upset hurt about hurt business that? when they were talking about it. Yeah.
1: It's one of the what dumbest ones they've done miss. in recent memory. Like, they didn't go hard enough into it, and then they ended it too soon. Dumb. Dumb. Again, Dumb. there is a feeling that I have that WWE, if they did not come up with the character and the idea, they will not let you get it over to a certain point. If you get it over to a certain point, they feel resentful about it. If it's McMahon or whomever. like So you think... So you think because if you caught in the stone cold
2: interview with Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley was like, so we pitched it but we never told them we did it in Impact. Do you think they got it through and then someone was like, "Hey Vince, by the way, did you know they did this over in Impact?" And then he's like, "Fuck that then. We're breaking them up." You think that's the way it would happen?
1: I mean, I, I could see that happening, but I just think like oh, I, I just think what it's a like petty the petty move. The fucking who else did this? Zack Ryder? was getting over Mm -hmm. like wildfire back in the day before they caught on to the social media bandwagon like they resent you getting yourself over they are the content creator they create the stories and you fill the role and it doesn't matter if you come up with one that they can make money off of like they are upset it feels like vince takes it personal stupid i agree all right well speaking of stupid. The Raw Women's Championship, Nikki ASH versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte in a triple threat match, which I feel like we've done this.
2: I hate this.
1: I'm I not watching it, it. I hate it all. I I don't like any and of it. And look, I know everybody like Nikki ASH has done an a hard job of trying to like tell everybody like please don't hate it. Like I came up with this and it's okay because care. like we're telling you like it sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry you came up with it, and they let you do it, and, like, we want to root for you, we want you to succeed, but this idea sucks. Yeah.
2: That's the thing. I don't care who came up with it. It's anything
1: else for you. Yeah.
2: But this sucks. Yeah, and, and again, I don't care that you came up with it. They could have it. That made the new
1: fiend, and we would have probably liked it better than what they're doing with her, but, like, this. I
2: it just, this is bad. No. It's so dumb. It's so watered down. It's no And it could be fine. direction. If you had
1: this go fucking hit it like if she was taking on the fiend who was like really like like alexa bliss is like murdering people in their sleep and we need a superhero but we don't have a superhero and we get the almost superhero like there could be things you could do but you're still not even like you're just well again it's sub level it's like i'm almost a superhero and i just try hard and everybody goes yep again this is what i'm talking about it's kindergartner shit there's no but here's subtlety. The other thing. There's no, it's not like it's a fucking nerd who doesn't get social clues and thinks they're going to be a superhero someday. Like You know what I mean? So you root for them because you're like, oh, the autistic kid likes fucking, you know
2: what I mean? It's like, not the it's, Dark Order. It's, it's right, not the Dark Order. Right. The Dark Order is what ASH
1: it just should had be. If a Dark Order feel, this would be great. That's what I'm saying. Like If it was like people pushed her around and she was like, mm-hmm. dad, I'm going to be a superhero, we'd be like, yeah, you are. Oh. But that's not what happened here. I mean, I think that's what they tried to act like was going to happen, but I just I don't know.
2: Well, but the other thing is uh, an almost superhero where you try hard and fail can't be your champion. That's the other fucking thing that makes no goddamn sense. Because then
1: you are a superhero.
2: Yeah. That's like, you're at the top, top of the division. Kid,
1: in the interview, spoiler it said a kid saw him and, and, like, didn't speak. Like, the mom was like, you said you're a superhero. Because the mom didn't know who he was. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, if you win that title, and you overcome the yeah. odds... You're now the superhero. That's what you're supposed to be teaching the kids what the almost superhero into a superhero thing is. Dig in, try hard, right? You're supposed to be the comic book representation of the train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, but like you're still not even doing that right. Like, I just, I don't know, whatever.
2: And the name is even. Oh, she's going to win. No, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she's going to get the title. Um, Also, can we talk about how we say Nikki's name is fucking dumb? Because we never said. Triple H the game no. when he would walk out.
1: So hold on. I think I, cause the first week she said Nikki Ash and they said Nikki Ash and they said Nikki Ash. And I think it might've sounded like ass too much. And they changed it up to, that's A-S-H. fine.
2: And I don't even care that it's ASH, but the way you fucking say the acronym is the ASH Nikki cross. The almost superhero, yeah. Nikki. You don't say Nikki, the um, like, it's grammatically stupid, just like they're fucking storytelling. Yeah.
1: The whole thing is like, well, and they'll even do, they'll be like, Nikki, ASH, almost a superhero. Like, first of all, you're dropping an A out of there. It's almost a superhero.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just doesn't fit. Like, I, guys, I, it could have been all... Nikki Cross. You never had to introduce this ASH thing. You could have just done the gimmick, you could have had Nikki Cross. Yeah, a superhero. Fine. Mm-hmm. fine, fine. Molly Molly Holly did it. Fine.
2: fine. Molly Holly but, did you it. Fine. change
1: the name? It's stupid. Yeah, it's all been bad. But I think she wins. You think Rhea Ripley, huh? I got Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns is going to beat John Cena. Yep. Although, how fucking great for John Cena to go like, like middle fingers up to winning a seventeenth title fucking putting down Roman Reigns like I kind of want the chaos I want to hate well it so bad
2: well that you idea Matt
1: Cardona flipping off people with the GCW title like you'd get almost a similar reaction I think
2: no they're gonna love it Where's no this? we're so Where happy it's Vegas oh yeah they're gonna, gonna love it be that's a transplant folks. city yeah. yeah they don't give a shit um, If they were in but...
1: Chicago or like Philly or something mm.
2: or Charlotte or if they're in Charlotte North Carolina woo. But here's the thing. They just fired Ric Flair. So a good fuck you while you're walking out the door is we've just broke your record. That wouldn't shock me.
1: Oh, no. Seems right. Like gonna fucking win, isn't he?
2: Because it's a good fuck. And again, here's the thing. And they don't like this how a-
1: it seems like they don't like how he's leaving, too. Like he's showing up. Right, AAA, he's fucking not yeah. eating out ladies on the train.
2: So, but here's the here's the easiest thing you could do. You have him win at SummerSlam, right? Let's say he does it by shenanigans. Say, like he puts his foot on the rope while he rolls up Roman, right? Then you can pop a rating on Fox by doing the rematch, and Roman gets the title back. You broke the record. Fuck you to Ric Flair. You got it back. The next episode, we're back on track with Roman Reigns. John Cena would do that too. Uh,
1: you know he'd show that he would that do it in a second. Heat. He, he doesn't knows care. he's already got the heat. You know, he probably enjoys it
2: he to he some level. Care. He's
1: like, Oh, give me the heat. I'm better than all of you. fucks. Look at my life. Well, you know, what I mean, he like, probably he know he thinks that.
2: And he probably isn't really liking that he's getting cheered so much right now. So it's and a good way to get that.
1: Might, and he might, not, okay, so he might think it, believe it, and might not, if you want to sit here and have arguments, be a whole lot wrong in that, like, he might be like, I'm better than fucking Ric Flair was. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm a bigger star than Ric Flair was. And he might, you know what I mean? Like, he could bring stats that would, you know what I mean? Hold a solid argument, I bet. So he might be like, fuck it. Give me that 17. I'm going down in fucking history. As oh, yeah. Guy. But I
2: think it's Vince. I think it's Vince saying, I don't give a fuck about Ric Flair's well, records. That's what saying. I think
1: there will be no, like, Vince will be like, we're going to have you fucking beat him. And he'll be like, and yeah, I've seen it. You got okay. it, boss. And then he's over here like, fuck you. Yeah. Like he's yeah. excited about it. Yeah. Oh.
2: Oh, and then you make all oh, the new t shirts.
1: It would be all over the USA today. The fucking Sports Illustrated. The, I, everybody would cover that. hmm. But Roman and Reigns then they'd wins. Sell. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Roman yeah. Reigns wins. Yeah, I agree with you. Roman Reigns. No. Fuck it. In the spirit of the eight years of the show, and then (laughs) John Cena turns heel, and he (laughs) wins the fucking championship. We've come full circle, baby. Yes. Yes. And then John (laughs) Cena turns heel and wins. (laughs) Eight years later. Eight years fucking later. I was right this whole fucking time. i fucking knew it <laughs> uh, i knew it we just needed to give it a little bit of a blip uh, <laughs> yeah, an eight-year blip <laughs> just a little bit of it do i still get my wagered point now
0: yeah Can
2: yeah fucking, you get the point yeah who you is he get facing the point <laughs>
1: daniel bryan oh. yeah all right okay well then yep. let's hit the nxt nxt's coming over nxt's probably arguably better still than the main rosters but they got rid of they gutted NXT. Hey, but Indy Hartwell
2: proposed to Dexter Loomis. What the hell is going to yeah, happen there? It. That's fun. That's what I'm saying. Like More NXT, love. I
1: think, because again, it's shorter time frame, less saturated. The few stories they can tell will consume the whole show, right? They don't have to spread yeah. it out, if you will. For but instance. I like that. Uh,
2: well, I like that there's love in wrestling. Again, yes. I, I've always been a big proponent of if you have men and women on the same roster, you need to have someone. Falling in love, getting married, breaking up because that's real life. I've never, I've never been in a professional setting of any kind and never heard of a coworker. You know, I've always heard that there's been a breakup. Uh, Don't talk to Kevin over there because his girlfriend just dumped him Or Hey, go over there and talk to Susan. She just got engaged. Like there's always love in professional settings. So you need it in wrestling.
1: All right. Well, speaking of love. I don't know. Yeah. The million-dollar championship is on the line. LA Knight taking on Cameron Grimes with the stipulation that if the million-dollar megastar, the million-dollar champion LA Knight, beats Cameron Grimes, he will have the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase as his butler moving forward. So what say you, Tom? Mm -hmm. That's the wrinkle. It's like, ooh, I can see them going either way, right? Cameron Grimes winning the title. The million-dollar man, he gets out of the butler role that's a great story everybody loves he's funny Well, but he's getting out of the butler world regardless i think so right because then it's i don't think it's the two of them i think it's then la Knight has the way i the understand million dollar it, jam- yeah he has the title and the million dollar man is this butler which is good tv be too. really fun i think yeah. we win either way and i think mm-hmm. la Knight's gonna win
2: yeah no no and here's why because i saw a shirt uh, Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes together, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think they want to sell that shirt, so I think that's why. And that's only just because I saw it on Twitter, and it was a, So that's why I got it. Yeah, okay, All But right. I
1: don't... I mean, either way is great. Alright, so I'm going to say LA Knight, and you're saying Cameron Grimes. Alright. Sure. God, there's a lot of good matches here. Let's jump over this one. I'm going to go with the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I think Dakota Kai pulls this down. I think Raquel Gonzalez yeah. has been a bust, and... Mm-hmm gonzalez or dakota kai is not i think she's money in in a lot of ways and so i think she wins yeah
2: this is the time to have the the chicken shit female champ on top doing her fun stuff
1: i think this is the preview match uh walter versus Ilya dragunov
2: oh my god yeah
1: tim yeah yeah oh yeah Uh, oh they're gonna fuck I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be a fucking battle. It's gonna be a fight, like a legit, like slap fast up in this fucking thing.
2: I I got Walter losing.
1: Yeah, I think I so think too. We finally. Yeah, this is the final. you because right. he's had it for what ten yeah, years. He has. And Dragonov's been... kind of hot right now, given all you you're gonna be able to do with him on American TV, you know, yeah. in the WWE world. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Dragonov wins this. Yeah, because I if think it's the Walter preview. became. He wins. The mm-hmm. crowd's cheering.
2: Yeah, and I think this was actually, if if memory serves me correct, I think Walter became champ when Sting made his professional wrestling debut. I think mm-hmm. that was same timeline. So yeah, I think it's time for Walter to lose.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, getting yeah, a little messaging going on here. Fans love us. I have people just reaching us left and right all over the. Sorry, it was personal. It was direct to me. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, a star. All right, um, yeah. it was my wife uh kyle o'reilly versus adam cole two out of three falls match and the first stipulation is uh straight up regular regular yeah second is a street fight and then third yeah. is cage this feels weird feels out of order i don't know that well it's it- yeah
2: Is yeah, his I think Riley wins AEW. So,
1: Colorado wins. I think unless unless they're trying to be like, hey, we're gonna keep you in the fold, we're gonna make you a star.
2: Well, so I think. Kyle Riley, though either way because I think something fun's gonna happen with it. Adam Cole
1: yeah I think you're right okay so then back to here oh the NXT championship carrying cross Samojo I think Samojo wins this and cross yep. goes up to the main roster
2: yep we get Champion that way, so I love it,
1: Joe. Yeah, Joe, I'm a fan. Joe, I'm a fan. Joe. So okay, that's NXT Takeover again. I think that's going to be better than SummerSlam.
2: Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I think uh, me meeting Britt Baker in person at Comic Con during SummerSlam is better than SummerSlam. I think Down with the King August twenty second. At the South Broadway Athletic Club in St. Louis, Missouri, doors at two, bell at three, is going to be better than SummerSlam. Speaking of hmm. well, Down with the King.
1: Well, that's before we get into that, we've got some tweet the tables. we got, we want to listen to oh. what the fans say. We've got four. Use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. I'm going to tell you that right now. You go on Twitter. Hmm. We're at table show. I'm at the awesome voice. He's at TMAC underscore 816. But the important thing is you use hashtag Tweet the Table. If you're on Twitter, you understand what what hashtags are. Use that. We'll read some of them, the best ones, or all of them, on the show here. This week, we're running out of time. We had two sets of picks. We've got an interview, so I'm going to pick some of the best. i got four to to read here, and I'm just going to go through them, Tom. You ready? Let's do it. First Mm -hmm. one's from vamp. He says, am I crazy, or does this show, he put this on during Dynamite, Says uh feel like the Heyman Hustle smackdown that beat Raw in the 2010s because everything means something, and the stories connect. Hashtag AEW Dynamite, hashtag Truth the table. And he's right, like this has that level of storytelling.
2: It has that level of storytelling, but it doesn't have filler of Rene Dupree as your uh, tag champion with uh Suzuki. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't have Tajiri getting dumped by Tori Wilson and that. You know, again, I like love storylines, but yeah. it had that weird feel like everything in dynamite feels like it could main event the show yeah. outside of Team Taz. It just like that is how good their storytelling, the storytelling
1: is. storytelling is, and you know, you've got the Moxie now kind of chiming his way in. Like again, it feels like what we've talked about where it's a traveling circus. We're watching a live wrestling organization. We just get a behind the scenes look mm-hmm. of what goes on, and that's where we see the dirty politics in the play and, and all that. Like that's the kayfabe world is we're supposed to be watching a Quote unquote MMA organization, mm-hmm. you know, live as it unfolds and watch the well, true and, story behind the scenes.
2: And on top of that, I think that the way AEW's presented is hey, viewer at home, don't you want to be here? Don't you want to sing with the crowd the Judas song? Where WWE says hey, viewer at home, check out this shitty AI as Rhea Ripley walks to the ring. Look at all these chains that don't exist that are just falling in front of your face.
1: That's AR, but yes. AIR, I reality, whatever. Yes, but yeah, all the. It's ass. That's what big it really robots is. Robots and shit. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, AR. All right, oh, let's move right. on. At Katie, the first lady says, okay, I'm disappointed that Sasha Banks didn't use the signature boss stamp that she uses for her contract signings. That's one of my mm-hmm. favorite little details that she still used since NXT. Hashtag tweet the table. And that's right. Like, they. Like, how does that get lost in translation?
2: Uh,. I don't want to go into it too much because it's just going to make me upset. But why was Carmella and Zelina Vega just friends now with Sasha Banks? Didn't Sasha Banks beat both of their asses the that week before? Matter. It doesn't matter. Just their heels. So matter. heels like each other.
1: Doesn't fucking matter. Damn. Fucking matters. Um, oh, hey. Uh, B Goots and the live stream. Uh, just send us a tweet. It says, "Keep up the great works in preparation for possibly the best three consecutive days of wrestling in my lifetime." I'm watching oh, the show yeah. live right now. Cheers. Hey, it's appreciate the it. Bad Thank guy you so much. B. By the way, at the bad guy B, uh, use hashtag tweet the table uh, each week, and we'll start reading these tweets uh, live on the air, like we're doing right here. With at devil vamp, says the smartest thing was to let the fans sing his entrance. The poor thing was not to show MJF being upset about it. Hashtag director, hashtag aw Dynamite, hashtag the table. It didn't mean anything if the villain didn't feel anything. And he's right. Like, MJF should have been livid. Like, you shut up. You shut Like, running up trying to put hands on mouths of people. Like, stop singing. Like, ripping cue cards. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Right? Like, yeah, I agree. AW doesn't need any more wrestlers. They don't need any more managers, really. They need more production truck guys, <laughs> like directors, yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel again, we've said this dozens of times, but the only new hires for AW need to be behind the camera, not in front of it.
1: I'm I'm replying right now to b Outh live on the show. That's how fucking uh, uh you know, on Twitter. Like that's how fucking dedicated we are to the fans. All right, anyway. At Kenny first, a lady says, "Okay, I need to see what kind of improvement Eva Marie has made in the ring because those are seriously two of the worst slaps I have ever seen in my life unless she's made some significant improvement wrestling why did they bring her back here hashtag tweet the table and that's it like I, I, I don't oh, know I know why hmm. I know why
2: because hmm. she's probably less of a headache and hmm. can't spy for AW like Lana could so you've plug and play Lana with Eva Marie it's the same character it's the same look it's the same everything WWE
1: is clearly like okay we've talked about like Vince McMahon has at times like been able to like have his finger on the pulse of the crowd and the people
2: yes I know but he he doesn't
1: have it now and the reason he He doesn't now is because like they sit in these boardrooms and they discuss this Eva Marie character which uh, agreed you and I could take this Eva Marie character and write a storyline that would have people just fucking foaming at the mouth ready to hate this woman or at least care Or at least care. They think just by... Again, yes, Eva Marie has Eva Marie Heat because Mm -hmm. of the way you thrust her on us. But, like, they think that, like, that's all it takes now. They're like, oh, remember you hate her? Here you go. And that's good for, like, hey, fuck that. And then next week when you come out, it's no longer like, fuck that. I want the the face to win. It's like, you fucking get this off of my TV or I'm seriously going to turn the channel and fucking leave. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want this. Like... And yep. they they confuse the two now.
2: Uh, you know why? Because they thought that it worked with John Cena. Hey, some of them are cheering, some of them are booing. Whatever they are, as long as they're making noise, because that's what matters. That's all they care about.
1: At B Goots at the bad guy B on Twitter, his uh, profile is 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 you know is bio, weed period, combat sports period, knowledge period all right those are three things i can get all right um that's it for tweet the tables um you can join the fun hashtag tweet the table on twitter each and every week we'll read them here on the. we want to know what you think look we know we're smart we know we're great we know we got all the answers but sometimes we need new questions so you got to join us on the hashtag tweet the table so we can talk about these things and another thing we talked about was independent pro wrestling we did that in a great interview about Glory Pro Wrestling. Now, Glory Pro Wrestling is, a, is an organization in St. Louis, uh, but even if you're not in the St. Louis area, and even if you're not going to attend this show on Sunday, which we are, down with the King, still watch this interview because we get into great things about Eddie Kingston. We, get into, we talk about Bret Hart. We talk about The Rock. We talk about... All kinds of fun stuff. in
2: this. Dan the Dad. Dan well, the I mean, we dad. talk to Dan the Dad, but, but we dad talk about the Dan the Dad character
1: of Glory Pro, which at we are Glory Glory Pro on Twitter. Uh, it's amazing. It's a great interview. We talk about that show coming up. We talk about pro wrestling in general. We talk about dad stuff. Uh, it doesn't get much more fun than this. We're gonna take off from here. You won't see us after the interview. Follow us on Twitter at Table Show through the Facebook, and just remember that. Until um, next time, WWE is a fart. All right, we're super excited about this, Tom. We have been talking about it on the show. Um, we're proud to kind of be involved with and and sponsor an event coming up in St. Louis on Sunday. Glory Pro, Down with the King. We've got Dan the Dad with us here to talk about it. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of fun stuff going on here, Tom. I can hardly contain my excitement. Where are you at right now?
2: I tell you what, I am so excited. Uh, As you mentioned, we are sponsoring a a match here at Glory Pro and that matchup, you know, we'll get into here in a little bit. But Ricky Shane Page versus Stallion Rogers is something that I just think is going to be incredible. So, uh, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to to join us. And where I want to start off with you is down with the King. So we read that and we didn't really know what that meant. Was that like, down with the king, we're taking your head off? Or is that like, we're down with, you know, Eddie Kingston, down with the king?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's the latter. Well, it's a, it, it comes from a run DMC song and an album. So we were kind of doing some, we had named the last few shows after songs. And I don't know why, but it just sort of, the creative juices got flowing. And we were at Eddie Kingston, you know, Run DMC down with the king, just kind of a different vibe. We the, the last event was the heat is on, so it was a little bit more of an eighties vibe. So this is going to be, um, I guess, nineties hip hop style wrestling. I don't know. It's just it was a fun, uh, uh, a fun uh, thing to reference, and, and I'm a big Run DMC fan. So so that's where it comes from. But yeah, it's, it's uh, we're down with the king because we're we support Eddie Kingston. He's always been one of our, our guys for a long time. Former former Crown of Glory champion you know he's somebody who um did a lot to help glory pro uh kind of get to the next level and evolve when you were kind of looking for he's just always been a great a great veteran who's been like he, he, there's no there's like no no better locker room leader to have than that Eddie Kingston around and obviously he's gone on to, to such great things but we're 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 so excited to to have him back and uh you know just kind of be like old times when he was kind of the sheriff around around Glory Pro Wrestling, so it's going to be it's going to be a good time.
2: Yeah that that I could only imagine is going to be awesome because you know we've seen uh, AEW release some backstage footage where he was giving you know some some pep talks to the to the locker room. I'm assuming when he was you know making every show with Glory Pro, he was kind of doing the same thing. I'm assuming.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just always uh, been, you know, he's just a great guy. Obviously, in the ring, he's he's intense, and he's, uh, you know, uh, but, but behind behind the scenes, you know, he's always going to be someone who uh, lifts people up. He's just one of the he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and one of the most professional uh, wrestlers in the entire world. Uh, for that reason, because he's always he's always looking to you know uh, lend a hand and, and bring others up to his level, and he's done that his whole career. You know, he's he's been around a long time, and um, you know, it seems like just now he's finally getting, getting his flowers a little bit, but, uh, I think, you know, when it comes to, uh, when, when it comes to a real wrestler is wrestler and somebody that, uh, everyone in the locker room respects, you know, I don't, I don't think there's many, uh, who, who, command more respect than than Eddie. So he's, he's just awesome. He's an awesome guy. I can't wait to, it's been a while since I've seen him. So I'm excited to see him myself and everyone else in the locker room is excited to, to
1: hang out. Yeah, we are excited to see him as well. He's certainly one of our favorites here. We talk about Eddie Kingston quite a bit. Um, What I want to talk about here is, let's say somebody hasn't been to a pro wrestling show in St. Louis. We know of this to be a a very impassioned crowd and and a city that loves to see uh, some... A wide variety of wrestling. We'll we'll call it that. But they love to they love to get loud, get rowdy, get involved. What can someone expect for this? Obviously, we're coming out of a pandemic too, where people have been a little starved for this. Um, for somebody, you know, unexperienced to the St. Louis scene, what what can they expect coming to the show?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, St. Louis has always been a, a really great scene full of great fans, but it almost seems like recently it's been uh, kind of kicked up another level. I think uh, the the scene you know, whether it's Glory Pro or whether it's St. Louis Anarchy or, or all the other promotions that are in the area are just doing such, uh, such great work and and fans are taking, are starting to notice. And, you know, there's the local fans who are obviously they're, they're great, but then there's, there's fans traveling in, you know, from from Kansas city, from, from all over the Midwest and all over, I think this past, uh, that our July event, you know, I, I was, was looking at those ticket sales come in and you kind got to kind of notice where, where the EI address is from and you're like, wow, this is people from nebraska and even out to the east coast and florida like it's just really cool to see kind of st louis becoming uh like a destination to come see great wrestling and you know especially this weekend you know st louis anarchy is on friday our show is on sunday uh saturday come see uh but some time to to check out the rest of the city so uh it would be like a great weekend to come and just check out st louis and, and see some great wrestling and see the city a bit and Uh, It's just really cool to kind of see it becoming like almost like a tourist destination uh, for wrestling uh, specifically. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd be excited to kind of maybe run some more weekends with some of the other promotions just to kind of get people here and and checking out the scene. But, you know, obviously we love the the local fans who have propped us up for such a long time. And I feel like they're kind of starting to get there their own reputation like kind of set of being a really passionate fan base and you know they're like part of the show as well that people are kind of want to come be a, be a part of so it's been it's been awesome I think just kind of uh coming out of the pandemic and, and getting started again we're, you know we're on, a, we're on a really great um series of shows since since we've got back going out there hasn't been a single one that hasn't been better than the than the last one so it's like uh our, uh, our graphics guy roger roger mcdonald the uh, mouthpiece that designs he will constantly say that every glory pro show is the best glory pro show and i think that's a really cool tagline that's kind of uh just kind of organically developed because we've been um i think just on a really good string of shows kind of date back even to like october of last year um because we were participating in the the kind of the, the, the makeup collective after tampa was canceled and, and indianapolis uh, gcw spun that one up and um had a really great event there and I think it's been kind of riding the momentum since then um it hasn't really stopped so I'm just excited I think it's it's cool to just that everyone's taking notice of uh you know not just Corey Pro but it's the entire St. Louis scene like you're saying
2: so talk to us a little bit about putting a show together like this. You know, we already mentioned Eddie Kingston. Also, we've got Warhorse. We mentioned Ricky Shane Page, Stallion Rogers. It looks like Jake Something's also going to be on this card. So as a promoter, obviously that's fun, right? Like that almost takes me back to like when you were a kid and you had all your action figures. And it's like, I can just look at all these guys and like put them in a ring. But then tell me a little bit of like the challenging part about putting together a show that has all of this talent. What's, what's the, what's the highest of highs and then what's the the challenges of doing a show like this?
3: You know, luckily, I, I mean, and maybe this says something about um the history of glory pro, you know, a lot of our, that's our uh, regular talent, you know, well, your Myron Reed and, and Jake something and Rohit Raju who've gone on to uh bigger and better things, obviously Eddie Kingston has gone on is that since they kind of got a start here um they're they're so willing to come back and 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 still be a part of it because it's it was a big it was a big part of their career you know obviously stallion rogers coming back to the indies the first place that he wanted to come was to glory pro and that was the first appearance that he made it uh kind of as a surprise at mm-hmm. at the end of our last event so um it it's challenging to to get get everyone in especially when you know uh, everyone keeps moving up, and they're getting busier, and their schedules are filling up. But it seems like everyone, seems, uh, for the most part, they they make their keep their schedule open for for our dates because I, I think we're a a, a crew that, that that's uh, stuck together through a lot and and uh, been always been trying to to elevate each other. And a lot of great talents come through Glory Pro that's you'll you'll see on television now. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. They all want to come back and still be a part of it and still keep keep building it. Um, Cause we're all just, uh, like I said, it's just a, it's just a crew that's 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 always that's been together for a long time. So it's uh, you know it's always going to be challenging to to work with everyone's schedules to kind of get that same level of talent that the fans are used to. But you know, so far it's it's not it's not too terribly challenging. It's it's not we don't, we don't really need to convince anyone to come, especially just St. Louis in general. You just got you have folks that want to come here um because they want to not because they're just being booked or someone's reaching out to them that wants to you know they're they're making an effort to to come to the city so um there's challenges of course with with you know just kind of getting everybody in but you know for the most part it especially with uh with the great crew that we have you know when that when that first match goes on and that bell rings that that show runs itself everyone's such a pro everyone's for uh, especially for me since I, I also wrestle on, on the shows in addition to to promoting that um, makes it a lot easier for me when you've got a crew of uh, such professional uh, talent who are able to just do their job I don't I don't need to like I think I kind of feel bad because sometimes they'll come up and say hey did you, did you enjoy the match are you happy with it and I'm like I didn't see it because I was kind of preparing for my match right. I will watch it later but I absolutely trust that it was awesome because you you know I don't think anyone would be on a roster um, if they weren't awesome. So that's kind of what we look nice. for is uh, talent that's professional, talent that does their job, and talent that just is, is, is a complete package. I think, you know, you look at everyone, uh, you know, Jake something, obviously great in the ring, uh, great look, everything. But then he cuts a killer promo too. And it's mm-hmm. like such a complete, uh, Rohit Raju, same thing. I mean, it, a lot of, uh, of of people on our roster are just, Uh, like you can trust them to do anything if they need to do something on the microphone have a great match doesn't matter they they usually can do the job so uh, honestly I I, I would love to to let to go through all the challenges but there's not there's not that many because it it, it, because it's such a good crew so um, I'm thankful for that because it like I said obviously makes my job easier and my life easier but um, yeah everything just uh, goes smoothly and uh, it just ends up being a good time and uh once once the show's over i know i feel this that sense of relief that uh it went went well again so it's like (laughs) haven't haven't really had any shows or we were at least not for a while where we were disappointed in anything or or anything like that and that's just thanks to the crew that's not that's not a testament to to us running the show that's the wrestlers that's the talent that they're just so good at what they do uh
1: you know and You spoke earlier about everybody's got, you know, it's, it's hard to get a bunch of these folks on the same page to get them in on the same day. And there's a lot going on and people are busy. And certainly a dad knows that better than anybody. You've (laughs) got to get some mowing in. You've got to get, uh, you've got to get some grocery running, going on. You got to pick kid up from practice. Uh, you got all that going. I got to check some work emails. So I, did you, um, did you think that like, you were like, I'm going to create a, a wrestling character that's gonna be the most over with like 40 50 year old dudes like i'm gonna be the star of the show i'm gonna be signing a lot of autographs on some new balance like is that, did that come about or were you just like this is the plan from the beginning this is no, the,
3: it just it was organic i think it just you know i as i got older you know i've been wrestling for about seven almost eight years now and as i was like, when i started my career i was the millennial danny adams and i was kind of like a a cocky young brash heel but then but then i turned 27 28 years old and then you didn't you don't feel like such a such a a a young cocky dude anymore you start you start to notice you're not dressing as cool you're not uh you're a little (laughs) bit more responsible like you just it's all that It's more Uh, of a, it's a coming of age character more than uh, anything about having kids necessarily. And that's, and it's the natural progression of, 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 for myself and for most. Mm -hmm. So you kind of hit those late twenties and, and it's like, yeah, the warranty runs out is is becoming parents now and and, Mm -hmm. and then growing up. So it's a sort of like uh uh, rode that wave into the next, next stage of life. And then, yeah, the character just kind of evolved with it because i Oh, it I, fits. I wear I wear I wear, yeah. I wear hats and I and I you know, wear high socks and I wear comfortable clothes because I don't care what anybody thinks <laughs> about me. So.
1: yes. Yeah, the dad spirit is that. It's like, what do I give what do I care if that guy yeah, thinks care, about my shoes? Like, I'm busy. I've got stuff I got to get done. He's not helping me get this stuff done. If he's not coming over to help me mow. I don't care what he thinks about my shoes. How about that? I love it. No, yeah, it's can, instantly connected.
3: You can yeah. buy a $100 shirt or you can buy a $10 shirt it's it's just a shirt man Or the same thing with the right. shoes you can buy you can buy a 100 200 dollar pair of shoes or those 35 dollar new balance do the do the exact same job so it's like i don't know you get to get to a certain point where you just don't care about that stuff anymore and what, whether you got kids or not i think any anyone uh you just start you start to feel like a
1: dad at a, at a certain mm-hmm. point oh yeah and, uh, oh yeah well they, they say you know, lean into it. yeah they say crank it up to 11 right that's the best yeah. way to to really yeah. to really get it going
2: So let's talk about this match that we're involved with as far Mm -hmm. as sponsoring. So it's, as we mentioned, Ricky Shane page versus stallion Rogers now Mm -hmm. in the independent scene, uh, you know, one of the bigger matches of the year was the Matt Cardona versus Nick gauge in GCW Ricky Shane page was one of the deciding factors in that match. So right now, you know, he's kind of on fire as far as being like the dastardly heel, you also mentioned stallion Rogers just left NXT coming back to the indies he's back on fire you know doing his thing so what can we expect from a matchup of these two kind of you know entities running into each other
3: yeah and that's why i was kind of excited to put it together because i think it's just it's it's two it's two wrestlers who are kind of like yeah i on, on fire in different ways right? yeah like ricky who's um you know he's just existing he's just, he has his hand involved in everything he's you know, he's gotten really po- popular with, you know, the the four four zero group, and, you know, he just, you just kind of see him everywhere, he's he's red hot right now, and then you got Stallion, who's just been, he's been with us for a long time, but, uh, you know, coming back, you know, didn't necessarily want to, want to put him in the ring with the, you know, any of the same matchups that anyone's seen before, uh, it's a new Stallion, so we want to give him the new opponent, and so, you know, Ricky uh, makes sense, and obviously, they're just both Uh, elite talent so there's no reason that they wouldn't have an awesome match together but they are just kind of at different different stages of their career but just like with so much potential to to build off of um so i'm I'm just extremely excited to see because i it 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 could go a lot of different ways because their styles are very different and they both uh they're both very uh intense individuals in the ring and uh, there's just a lot of a lot of a lot of factors and a lot of variables there that it's going to be no matter what happens it's going to be a cool match but i couldn't tell you exactly how it's going to go down because well, sure, they're, they're both kind of wild cards in that way
1: that's the fun of it yeah exactly yeah. perfect yeah i so all right we like to do a fun thing here with every guest the first time they're on the show we like to ask the same series of five questions right gives us a good overview you know, pretty standard formula here. You'll, uh, and these are softballs, right? Most of these are easy, but feel free to kind of expand on the answer. Right. It's not like a rapid fire, right? but one
2: question, one question. We uh, do, we do throw you a curveball. softballs no, for the there's... couple, but then we got one curveball
1: for you. So just preparing you. Yeah, so I, know, <laughs> right. I know
3: something's coming. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Something's coming, but yeah. we didn't want to smart you up too much. All right. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? your
3: wrestler of all time. uh, uh it, it actually used to be Bret Hart for a long time, um, and I still probably maybe maybe put him up there. I think. As I sort of even got more into, you know, once I became a wrestler and started kind of figuring out what I was good at, um, honestly, I think The Rock became mm. uh, my favorite, um, just because I, I started to lean more towards the, sh- you know, the showmanship aspect yeah. uh, of, 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 you know, there's obviously uh, different facets of, of wrestling and oh, of course as the things yeah. that they excel at, and I just kind of once I kind of started leaning more into, you know, yeah getting getting character over and, and connecting with a crowd it's like the rock is the absolute best at that that's so, great. so he, yeah. he's my number one at the at yeah.
1: i don't know that we've necessarily yeah i like we've heard like a Bret hartz your sean michaels we get your rick Flairs and that kind of thing and i don't know that somebody I, off of the top of my head the yeah. through the rock and that's almost a shame because you're right i mean like you know probably uh, even if you're gonna say he's not the best at any one thing like you can't argue that he's not top five to top 10 of a lot of things so how mm-hmm. are you gonna not put him in one of the best of all time you know oh, one of my
3: favorite things and in, in just in the ring you know uh is just being able to look out at a crowd and just kind of feel their mm-hmm. energy and get and and the, and the rock would he could do that with a single he just looked he just yeah. and, and then people knew it was one like thought. oh i just i want to give this guy all of my energy i want to i want to get behind him and that's Obviously, I'm not on the rocks level just yet, but I'd love to get to the point where (laughs) at least I can look at all the dads in the audience.
0: Right? Yeah, you you
2: haven't haven't done done as many movies. You haven't done as many movies, but you'll get there.
0: Yeah,
3: Yeah.
2: just one more movie, and you'll be. Speaking about The Rock and, and the looks, I mean, him and Hogan created this whole thing uh, of every time they're out there, that there's a big match, it's like you have to do the Rock Hogan thing where everyone, yeah. bo- you know, both of you have to look out yeah. to the crowd. So, yeah, definitely understand that. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's go to, to question number two now. So uh, we just asked about who your favorite pro wrestler is. Now, what is your favorite match? And since you're in ring competitor, you can answer this one of two ways or both. You can either say what's your favorite match you've been in. Or what's your favorite match that you've seen? Or again, a combination?
3: Okay. Favorite match I've, i you know, my, my favorite match of all time. And this is just because it was like on a VHS tape that I had when I was a kid. And it just like always it just like always stuck with me. And it was um Sting uh, against Cactus Jack mm. and a false count anywhere match. I think Halloween Havoc 92. Yes. Say. Or no? Beach Blast yeah. ninety two. Beach Blast ninety two. They have a false count anywhere match. Yeah. And I, I couldn't really tell. I mean, I, I, I was just always grew up. This is a big, a huge fan of Sting and and Mick Foley. Just because, like, you just have those matches that you know. I, I, I grew up as a wrestling fan. I can't exactly say there's one moment that I became a wrestling fan. It was like always something in that, like, my dad and my brother enjoyed so it just was always in the house so I didn't like mm-hmm. discover wrestling or anything but it's kind of one of those matches where I just remember what I just always remember watch I watched it probably probably seen that match 150 times just nice. from it being on a VHS tape that I would play over and over again and and it's a great match and I go back and watch oh, yeah. it to this day and, and it's and it's good stuff but
1: um uh, I think they covered those- that in the a e biography uh of Mick Foley. I think they covered like that feud. Yeah, I think I think and he and, and considered yeah. that
3: like his best match or at least, or one of his like really top, good. top five or something. Yeah, really there. good. Uh, but Sting's the best because I mean he's uh, just lo- we'll just kind of look back on that on that era, just like how how cool he looked and how oh, awesome yeah. he was. Like it's just kind of like it's so cool to to see even even like someone like Warhorse kind of try to like recapture that. Like I just want to see wrestlers that just look mm-hmm. so freaking cool and. <laughs> Oh
2: yeah. Warhorse. War well, Warhorse for me, yeah. Warhorse for me is like the best combination of like sting and the road warriors, like had a love child. It would yeah. be Warhorse. Like I just yeah. love yeah. everything about that the guy. Yeah. He's the <laughs> best. I love looking. I love everything that Warhorse is doing right now.
1: All right. So this one is, and we get this one answered a multitude of ways too. Um, uh, we usually ask who's your biggest influence uh, in the industry. And some people will answer that like, who personally influenced them or maybe just kind of you know who they took things from so we'll leave that up to you to, to kind of however you took that but biggest influence in the industry um
3: gosh I mean I feel like I've been around like I I started my career around ring of honor a lot and that was that was like about 2014 yeah. so at that time you had Adam Cole and yeah. Kyle O'Reilly and ACH and um Kyle O'Reilly, especially when he was based in St. Louis, he was based here about when I started. And so he had he had a hand in, in, in training me a bit and, and definitely someone I learned a lot from in terms of like, you know, he he's obviously like great in the ring. He's got a great mixed martial arts background, uh, great strikes, great submissions. Um, but you watch Kyle and like the way that he would like, just like his, his, his emotion and his character that he shows in addition to just like being like great at the you know technical aspect of everything is something that i took a lot from him um ethan page is someone else who just kind of uh, again being a great character someone who connects with with the crowd you know someone what i would always like see um at a merch table like just really connecting with people there too so you can obviously you can can connect a lot you know through a match and through your character and everything but on the indies like a lot of it's building you're, you're building a lot from the ground up you do a lot of that. At the merch table, just by being, you know, open and personable and you know, just kind of you know, make yourself available for people to come and get to know you. And I, I think that's one thing I I took from him is just to, to be there, to just, you know, you might be dead tired, you might have driven 12, 15 hours to get to some booking, you know, have the head of match, you're you're beat and then but you know, you would still get right over to that merch table to obviously make money but then you know you're it's just to, to be there to, to connect with fans because that's what they're there that's what makes indie wrestling uh so cool is that you can go see Absolutely. a great show yeah, obviously the matches are great but then it's intermission you can go right over and, and and talk to everybody i do i do remember one time as a when i was younger i went to some, a, a, a local show here and delirious was on it he was least a st louis oh, guy yeah. uh and he, his character being like he had a mask and he would like speak gibberish and he was yeah. like all crazy and then i remember, remember going straight to the, like the merch table uh and he was just like oh yeah hey, how's it going guys it's really <laughs> great, great that you came out and it was and, and me and and my, my buddy Luke, who i would go to these shows to when yeah. i was younger we were just like man that was so cool that he wasn't just standing at the merch table like you know it's he was kind Speaking of still of in time. character but yeah. he was just like he was like hey guys it's i want to connect with you as, as people and and i think that's cool you know it's cool to you know uh, to be your character in the ring and to get people behind that, but then when they can kind of meet you uh, behind the scenes and you kind of make yourself available in that way, it, it just creates a whole new connection for, for people. So um, yeah, I've been definitely been influenced oh, influenced by a, a lot of people in the ring, but I've, I've always kind of paid attention to how, you know, how some, some people would, would uh, connect with fans and, and, and build them and build their brand that way and it's a great yeah. way to do it because it's just and, and and it's it's fun to meet everyone it's you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of especially when people are coming to a, a wrestling show for the first time you know it's Absolutely. it's, it's, it's kind of scary it's kind of intimidating yeah, yeah. Um, as long as we can do our best to make it you know hey you can be one of the family you can come back and, and see us and, and get into you know meet some other people that are into this stuff too and that's how we kind of build it
1: Hey, if you ever saw Medea at an old Metro pro show, you'd be a little intimidated, man. Yeah. If you, if oh, yeah. First time, you'd be like, oh, Whoa, this crowd takes it yeah. serious. All right. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's move into question four. So uh, this one gets a little bit uh, inside baseball. So obviously there's mm. pro wrestling terms like baby face, heel, things of that nature. So what is your favorite pro wrestling term?
3: Favorite pro wrestling? I I use the term gimmick mm. way too much in yeah. regular yeah. life yeah where people don't know what i'm talking about yeah. like if, obviously if you're a wrestling person you understand the gimmick the Gimmick can mean uh like i've got my phone gimmick right here mm. i've got my you know but everything well, but any anything yeah. can be a gimmick but then everything. I'll, i i overuse that term and people are like what is a gimmick i'm like it's a thing it's a it's yeah. just that chair right there is a gimmick go sit yeah. here, here go sit on the gimmick i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> it's
1: usually when you said gimmick twice in the sentence that people are like all right what yeah yeah. What you but you it's do? also what is that? What are you doing? but it's
2: also kind of like a bat call because if someone says the word gimmick and you don't know that they're a pro wrestling fan you're like hey wait a minute
1: mm-hmm. hey so you throw something else at them
2: right yeah there. yeah exactly You're like, <laughs> so tell me like wrestlemania 3 you know anything about that and like okay all right like now we can start to have a conversation yeah definitely
1: that's good times all right so this is the curveball one right it's not even a question but branding all right Cinco Preguntas is what we call the five questions, right? So we can't call it four questions in a a hypothetical situation, but that's what we have for you here, right? We are, let's say this is whatever your biggest event that you could think to work, right? Whether that's a WrestleMania or an All Out or a Glory Pro, whatever the, the, the biggest thing in the business would be for you. We pulled you in, the head booker went down, had to go to the hospital. We're putting you at the top, right? we we've got to get you here we got a show coming up in a, in a couple weeks we're putting you over over at, at the top against tom here you got to give us the story mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the curveball that's, that's it. That's h- triple h or whomever is looking at you like i need a story we got to go now what do we got yeah.
3: so it's me it's me against tom and we need a story to tell as to why we are
1: yep okay
3: yep.
1: why do uh, we care why am i going to buy this pay-per-view now
3: Yeah, that's that's a good question because because you know maybe maybe uh, some bookers don't don't consider that enough. Mm -hmm. We we need a reason that these two are. Mm -hmm. are, are, I would say uh, maybe we had an interaction backstage. We could we could film it before Mm -hmm. a little pre-tape where uh, I'm lacing up my my. I got some new fresh Mm -hmm. New Balance shoes, Mm -hmm. so I I got rid of my old ratty ones. I got some brand new. They're no grass They're beautiful. Love it. Tom walks over to compliment them, but he's holding a cup of coffee, right? Mm. Doesn't have a lid on the coffee, and he and he, he leans down to admire them, and then he spills his entire cup of coffee, rot all over my brand new, shiny white new balance shoes, and There's I don't think decaf
1: I, too of all the nerves.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more offensive. Than that. God um so we, we film that we show everybody you know this is we've got a real issue going on and then you know obviously we'd be having a false count anywhere no disqualification street fight over over these shoes or or we could do <laughs> one better we, we could say that like that if, if tom loses he's got to buy me some new shoes of my
1: choice or something like that so we yeah. can even keep for a- or a get off my yard fight right like let's do that, right? take out the trash <laughs> match <roll>. you're, you're <laughs> throws their opponent out yes. there's, there's
3: a million there's a million uh
1: okay we can so use. so then we're gonna leave it up to you who goes over in that?
3: oh uh, well i mean it would You got. you gotta you gotta tell a good story you gotta finish that out so tom's going tom's going under uh, yes, yes yeah, he's buying me the new shoes. Yes, of course. There, there's no reason to, to take that away from the audience. So. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going the top shelf new balances too. like you're demanding yeah, yeah. Like, my my yeah. choice so
3: we're getting we're going for the Kawhis. Cool we're getting mm-hmm. some beautiful. Beautiful, uh, top-of-the-line
2: new balance for sure. Yeah, yeah, Dan, we're we're giving the crowd what they want. I totally get it. Yeah, we're yeah. putting you over. Of course, we're giving the crowd. Hey, oh, no, I'm kidding. I, I want am. them to win. I know that much. <laughs> that's, <laughs> who, that's who matters. That's who paid for yeah. it. Right, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm telling you, I want it. So, okay. All right, everybody's got a chance. If you're in the St. Louis area, or even as you said, I mean, people come from Nebraska, Iowa, hop a plane from Japan. We don't care. Get here Sunday, August 22nd st louis missouri south broadway athletic club this is a 3 p.m show time right doors open at two yep, yep. uh glory at we are glory pro on the twitter what other what else do people need to know
3: um that's about it i mean mm. it's just uh tickets are still available we got we got cheap kids tickets too we're, oh, we're yeah. a family show so uh ten dollars for kids tickets and um which which makes me happy because I, I i like to uh, put on a family show we, i don't that's i don't awesome. know that there's that many real big family shows in independent wrestling anymore, just because everything's kind of gone more towards being a little bit edgier. I mean, not mm-hmm. that we don't, uh, you know, uh, do our, do our best to put on a, a, a an exciting show, but it yeah, it's, helps to
1: get dads in the audience when you're going to be dancing the dad too. Right. Exactly. Get, so right. so
3: it, it's fun for the whole family. So yes. uh, tickets are still available. We got plenty of room. Uh, it's going to be a really great show. Eddie Kingston's in town, Shane page, like we talked about. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I, 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 w- I would love for some new, new folks especially from the Kansas city area to come, to come check us out. I know there's always some cars that come along from them. You probably find someone to ride with, honestly, because there's yeah. probably, probably somebody coming from, from the Casey area, just like you guys. Right. So um, yeah, I think that, I think you about covered it though.
1: Yeah. If anybody wants to drive us, we're willing to, yeah, yeah. we'll
3: totally <laughs> take. To yeah. Yeah. There
2: you go. Yeah. yeah I have, I have a good, good podcast list. I tell you what, mm-hmm. St. Louis and back. I, I got yeah. you covered. Anyone who wants to take her, you
0: know,
2: Yeah. Yeah. We drive, can,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, hey, listen, we will let folks check out the website and do all that stuff, man. We appreciate you coming on. We will see you there on site and uh, we'll talk again soon. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys.
0: The Spanish announce table.